Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 156 of On the Flank. I'm on your host, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, this is it. I just mentioned to you, I, this is just, this should be, I, I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but I would not be surprised if we get to two hours. Have we gone to two hours before, Joe? I don't think so. Not, not that it comes to mind. Yeah, I, I think our longest is like an hour 40, maybe, if I recall. And it was definitely one of these episodes. It was definitely like a power rankings <laughs> before the season episode, because this is always, always when we go long power ranking things. And I mean, we want to usually our power rankings in between stages last last year, we would sort of just highlight our big moments in the power rankings but like preseason power rankings no one knows what's going to happen next year right joe so we got to go through every single team we got to explain why we think each team's going to do how we think they're going to do this year yeah Yeah, i'm excited uh i think we both got some spicier takes in our power rankings i I, i'm excited to talk about it um but the reason why this is going to be such a long episode is we have so much more to talk about here to start this show because we both of us played Overwatch two now, Joe. That's a huge difference between us from last week and us from this week. Yeah, from uh, yeah. Not only is this a season preview show, but this is a entirely new game show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, actually, let's. This is further down on our news, but let's start with this, and then we can get into the signings that are above this, because uh, I think it's a good way to lead off the show. Let's talk about Overwatch two, Joe. Works for um, me. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, because Overwatch 2 has been out for what a week now, basically um, Just a little about. less. Yeah, a little less, at least for me, because I played on. I, I, so here's my context of. Let's just go through what we think of it, Joe. I'll start with my thoughts and I, a little disclaimer here. I've barely been able to play it. I unfortunately, it was my brother's graduation. I was traveling almost all week. Um, I got to play a little bit on Wednesday after I got in via Twitch. I did not get in uh, via email at all. I had to watch for four hours. Um, and I played a little bit today because I finally got back to LA, back to my home. And both days I had a lot of fun so far and I got to play the new tanks. Uh, I got to use my priority passes, 40 of which I have, um, <laughs> that I haven't been using on Overwatch 1, which has been nice on DPS and tank. Uh, but I have played a little bit of support too. I know that's a big thing. Everyone's talking about how support's not as fun, not many changes. Everyone feels like they're getting attacked. I had fun playing Ana at least. I haven't played anyone else. Um, and I played a bit of Lucio, and obviously Lucio's as good as he was in Overwatch to me. It felt like every time I changed to Lucio, my team was winning all of a sudden. And <laughs> here's here's the thing, Joe. I I can't even as a podcaster I can't give my thoughts on the new game mode push because I literally have not I think I have played like upwards of 15 16 games so far Joe I have not gotten push yet it's <laughs> wow. insane I have gotten no new maps either I have not gotten huh. New York I have not gotten uh Circuit Royale's the other payload map I think yeah. I haven't gotten that either I literally have been stuck in with the Overwatch 1 maps the wow. entire time <laughs> it has been insane bad luck um, yeah no kidding so I can't get my thoughts on that so uh, but yeah my overall thoughts are I, I like it a lot so far I think tank is a lot more fun and I'm a lot worse at it because I have to carry a lot harder to be honest yeah. I'm, good, I'm good at Zarya I'm awful at Doomfist so far but I'm sure I'll get used to him eventually 
Diva felt a little weak to me the one time I played her. Uh, and I loved playing Arissa. Arissa was so much fun. Oh my god. Um, oh yeah. And then as far as DPS goes, I'm awful at the game, so Sojourn was... I was awful at Sojourn, but I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> playing Soldier, to be honest. Soldier's really good right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty That's decent true. at Soldier, at least. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts. So far, I have a lot more, obviously, but I'll let Joe get into his thoughts now. Yeah, my, my connections with the game, I also was not... Um one of the immediate email people on Monday, but uh, Karku and I um, uh, <laughs> s- sat together and, and <laughs> unlocked our the beta for ourselves on Tuesday. Good choice. Um, uh, of course, he was already playing it, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, on Tuesday, and so then, since then I've been playing with uh, some of the Butler people who got in, um, as well as a little bit on my own, but not much. Um, I... Um, <laughs> My 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 laptop some, sometimes has bad days running Overwatch one, and so it's been <laughs> the uh, the fr- the frame rate and stuff has not been super great um, while I'm playing. But it's just it's just fun to yeah get in and have the experiences and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know it's it's quick play right. You know nobody nobody cares, <laughs> nobody cares yeah, too much. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have I have um, touched some of the new maps. I have touched. Uh, uh, the push mode, um, and yeah, the I I have seen I've heard a YouTuber describe. Um, uh, it may have been um, uh, it may have been a your a your Overwatch video I was watching uh, described the the push maps as porous, which I thought was <laughs> an porous? interesting but an interesting <laughs> but but good adjective, just in terms of you know there's a lot of ways to get places and there's. Um, yeah. It's there's just you know a lot of flanks and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, but it was it was a good word to call it a their porous nice. maps. Um, um. Anyways, but so that's that's definitely been it's definitely been good. Um. And yeah, we know we know I do lead towards the tanks. Um. So yeah, that's that's uh, definitely been an experience. That's for sure. Um. I'm trying to think of it. I mean, we're gonna go back and forth about this beta for a long time, but uh, I'm trying to think other miscellaneous things I, I think that's all my my miscellaneous introductory thoughts for now okay yeah i mean we're gonna keep this isn't <laughs> we're definitely gonna keep talking about because there's a lot to talk about here um they did release patch notes they're extensive they're long they go in depth on basically every hero and their changes from overwatch um all their health changes all just every single thing uh, is there so if you want to go check out these patch notes on playoverwatch.com you can and you can literally see just all the changes in all these heroes um, and it's nuts how many different changes there are um, yeah they go through they go through the hero changes and they go through some of the um, mechanic changes and they give uh, uh, one of the I, I don't know if, I guess I don't know how accurate this is I was going to say one of the first um, uh, proper explanations of like the push mode but I don't really know if that's true um, but like a, a nice written explanation of how that works and uh, some of the um, miscellaneous you know audio changes and stuff they mentioned again um, just literally as if it were a patch from yeah. Overwatch 1 which was interesting but yeah all the all the nitty gritty is there and I believe um, uh, in the uh, article they posted today they're, they're targeting another balance patch uh, already for the end of um, this week as we're recording this so um um, it'll be a, a whole new patch to talk about next week. Yeah, definitely. And we will get into that whole dev blog as well, which was a very nice surprise to see posted a couple hours ago. So 
we'll get into that as well. But yeah, this this these patch notes, like you mentioned, Joe, they literally include everything. So if you haven't been paying attention to what Overwatch 2 is and what they're doing, <laughs> it's all here. Um, like for someone like me who and you, Joe, who have been paying attention and reporting on it, like this is almost nothing new except the specifics, I guess, for a lot of these heroes. Uh, but this is it's nice to have like a page that's like here is everything that has changed oh yeah um, all the all the numbers for the math people and all this kind of yeah. stuff yeah all the people who want to get deep into the numbers and stuff like that and figure out oh how many shots do i need with cassidy or how many how how much damage does this ability do right yeah um, yeah and getting all that all that stuff in there um let's talk about the community reactions to the beta so far and what our thoughts are on it, Joe, and then we could get into the dev blog because I think the dev blog is covers a lot of uh, what the complaints are so far. Um, let's talk about marketing first. I think this is the marketing of this beta, whether or not both me and you, Joe, enjoyed this beta so far. The marketing, I think I can admit myself, is not great. Um, people who haven't been paying attention and all of a sudden they realize, um, oh, Overwatch 2 beta is coming out. They might think that me that implies a lot of changes, right? Overwatch 2, that's a sequel. It's not going to be the same thing. And to be honest, this is not really Overwatch 2, um, but rather 2.0 or even just like an up. This is, this is just an update. It's a patch. There's patch notes for it, to be honest. It's just a really big patch. <laughs> um, and I think the marketing, like everyone is saying, is not great on it. And it's caused a lot of confusion especially in the casual subsect of the fandom of overwatch and just the people who aren't even fans of overwatch they're confused they think this is the final product they think this is overwatch 2 um and yeah it's been very interesting to see general impressions throughout the community i mean obviously when drops were on overwatch was getting an insane amount of viewers on Twitch, and it was awesome to see everyone playing again. XQC, Seagull, all the people that were playing Overwatch One when it first came out, and seeing them all enjoy it. Um, but seeing fans sort of confused because it was like this is the same, this is the same game, uh, except it's just a beta. It's it, everyone's everyone. It, it feels like feels like a beta, and it is a beta. That's the thing. Um, what do you think about Blizzard's poor? sort of marketing around it, Joe? Do you think it's sort of going to be detrimental to the community's viewing of Overwatch 2, or do you think there's still enough time for redemption as these betas come out and as the final game actually comes out? Yeah, I think... Um, the, number one, I, I think not all of this um, even, even goes to Blizzard necessarily, um, because you know, there's only, there's only so much you can do uh, and and say oh you know you're getting you're getting a twitch drop of uh, the Overwatch two PVP beta key and and you know this is the um and 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 there's only so much laying out of that ex expectation you can do and then people either will pay attention to that or they won't kind of situation mm -hmm. um, um because yeah that was definitely you know far and away the um. The, you know of just living on Twitter for a while or living on Reddit for a while over the last week um, that's the most common complaint you'd see for sure is yeah oh this is this is so similar to 
uh, to Overwatch One. I, I, you know, where's where's the competitive mode? Where's the uh, oh, you've got to you've got to add a competitive mode, or your new game is gonna die. Or um, the you know, oh, you've got to you've got to seriously help the support players, or your new game's gonna die, and 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 all this kind of stuff. And um, but yeah, so I sp <laughs> I suppose my 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 first spicy take of of the of the show as far as as far as the beta goes is um yeah that that a lot of the community it seems like has just misunderstood what the point of this beta was <laughs> um um you know like like even when you open it up it says you know overwatch 2 tech beta like it's the um uh, the 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 PvP aspects of Overwatch 2 that are out now and available now um, are not for the players. <laughs> is is basically the is uh, the, the long and short of it. I mean that's the 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 purpose is not to you know I, the, 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 there is an element of you know getting to see what um, some of the some of the elements of this this. Uh, uh, new PvP system and stuff are going to be, um, but like the main purpose of making it available is so that people can play it and you know for testing and balancing and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, complaints like, for example, oh, you, I can't believe there's competitive mode. It's ridiculous. It's like, yeah, well, that's not, you know, that's not the point of what they're trying to do here. Um, that there will be a competitive mode in Overwatch 2. Um, and, <laughs> and, and you know, it'll literally. You know, it will exist, um, and and it'll be very similar to what you've seen in the past. Um, but at the same, you know, that's not that's not the point of what is trying to happen here, or or the people who are saying, uh, "Wow, you you know, I wouldn't have paid for this. This is you know, this is just like the game I already paid for. Why would I, why would I pay for this?" And the answer to that is, you're not going to, because <laughs> this is the everything that's contained in the uh, PvP beta as as it is available right now is going to be free when Overwatch 2 launches to everyone who owns Overwatch 1. <laughs> yeah. Because, because you're not buying any kind of PvP upgrades, you're buying PvE when you buy Overwatch. Anyway. <laughs> so and, and yes, the fact that the the fact and this has gotten kind of ranty, but you know, this is what just what we've run into a lot over the past week it feels like is people fundamentally like misunderstanding what this is supposed to be. And so yes, so, some of that I'm sure um could have been laid out more clearly um uh you, you know from blizzard it, i i suppose in 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 ways that could have been accomplished um but at the same time i i, I don't know people are people are going to be you know entitled and pushy too so that's just, just kind of something you got i don't know it's uh yeah, it's, tough. it's 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 a whole thing yeah tough yeah yeah, if you're a Blizzard shoes, it's definitely tough to try to advertise this, and a lot of this has to do with Overwatch League for sure. Like, the reason yeah. this this beta is even happening is probably Overwatch League. Like, like I was saying on this podcast last year when we first got that Overwatch two like show match during the finals last year. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it's going to be like watching people play push and playing these new maps when I haven't played them before and I don't know what it's like. So I think that was, I, I think they agreed with that. I don't think they listened to me specifically, but every, a lot of people were saying that. 
I, they agreed with it, and they're here with the beta, so we can know what Overwatch 2 is like, and we could have we can all have played it while we watch these pros play it. I think if it were up to the people making Overwatch 2, they would not do this. <laughs> they would absolutely have not put this out. Um, but we're here. They have to do it. Um, and yeah, everyone, like you're saying, Joe, is, is fundamentally misunderstanding what this is supposed to be. Um, they think that this is, they're like, this is all you've been working on for the past three years, as if they don't have an insane amount of stuff they're sitting on and waiting to release. Um, because wouldn't it be extremely boring if they just released everything at once and then they did four more betas throughout the summer that had no nothing new? And it was just, here's another beta. It's the same thing. That they're saving it. It's called a. It's called a, an eventual release. Here, they're trying to. They're trying to make it so the actual release of this game will be cool. Um, they're they're not going to release everything right now. This isn't the release of the game. Ugh, it is frustrating to like read everyone and they misunderstand. But at the same time, it's like okay, maybe they should have communicated it better. Um, and is this? There's so many different arguments. There's so many different viewpoints. I mean, you have Video Game Donkey, who's super, obviously, super popular on YouTube, with the opinion that Roll Queue is bad. But, of course, a majority of players are like, absolutely not. So we're like, okay, that all of a sudden makes you think, like, oh, is there, like, a more casual player base here that just wants Roll Queue gone? Like, they're so sick of it. Um, because, obviously, the hardcore people here are like, absolutely not. That fixed the entire game, and we were stuck with GOATs which killed the game in the first place. Um, so, yeah, there's so many different arguments out there. So many people who think they know how to fix this game. When in reality, like, who knows? But it's, it's up to these developers at this point, and I think they're going in the right direction. And let's, let's just touch on this blog now, because I think they went over some things that they have to work on, and I agree that they have to work on. Um, they went over a couple of points here on the feedback they've gotten so far, um, mentioning that they wanted this. The main goal of this was to sh test the shift to five v five, the new maps, push game mode, balance, server stability, all of that stuff. They want to like finally get it in the players' hands to see like, okay, how are we? Has has balance been accurate so far? as anyone super busted? Uh, what feels bad in five v five still to players? What do we need to change? And how's push doing? Um, which the feedback for push mainly feels good. Uh, I think the only complaint I've seen so far is um, it can be a bit snowbally, but I think that might just be because well, push actually would be the same in competitive mode. Overall, everyone thinks it's more snowbally. I think in competitive mode, it it won't matter as much, obviously, because quick play is different from competitive and payload and hybrid. Um, but yeah, push. Push is a bit snowbally for a lot of people so far, so maybe they fixed that a bit. Audio mix, they mentioned in this, uh, is a complaint a lot of people have. I love the new audio, I love the new gun sounds, but I agree with that. I think the audio mix has been rough so far. I haven't been able to hear shots as well, where they're coming from, which maybe I'm just not used to what new guns sound like. I don't know what character it's coming from, stuff like that. Um, and in this, they also mentioned a bunch of UI fixes and bug fixes and they're like yeah to reiterate like the ui is not final at all because so many people have been complaining about the ui the scoreboard as if like yeah this i mean they're giving their feedback but they're complaining about it as if it's the final thing 
Um, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe some of this stuff was happening like in the Overwatch one beta. I wasn't <laughs> like I wasn't involved in the uh, no, honestly, I don't the, remember in, in the game back then. So I don't know, you know, what the difference is, or like this is what happens in in every game beta. I don't know, but yeah, that's. No, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. But also, the Overwatch One beta was only available for a very limited amount of people. Whereas this one, if you wanted to get your hands on this, you could. Um, you absolutely That's could. True. So I think that might have been the biggest difference. But I also remember a lot of people understanding like this is a beta and this is not how it's going to look at the end. Um, but also Twitch and everything was way different back when this beta was happening as well. A lot less viewers. There weren't like huge hype moments and there weren't drops when the first Overwatch beta was going on. Um, so there weren't 2 million or 1.5 or whatever. I don't know how many I ended up getting to. There weren't that many people watching the Overwatch 1 beta. There were a good amount, but the peak of Overwatch viewership was definitely after the beta. Whereas uh, it might, this is literally the peak of Overwatch viewership. Like this is a record. There haven't been this many viewers for Overwatch on Twitch ever. So... There were so many eyes on this thing to to, crit, to criticize every single part of it, thinking that maybe this is the final thing. This is what they're going to try to release as Overwatch Two, which is not true at all. Um, and you gotta you gotta feel for Blizzard too. I mean, because if you think about back when um, um, back when this was introduced, this was introduced as. Uh, okay, we're listening to the community. We, we, you know, we understand we need more communication, and so we're we're making an intentional choice to um, change like the development cycle and change our development developer perspective so that we can get you this PvP separate from you know what, the rest of what we're considering to be Overwatch Two, uh, you know, for for the sake of because you want it so much <laughs> and again you know just because being a game dev is a thankless job then you turn around and and now you've got all this kind of uh you know negative feedback coming too it's it you, you, know, you can't really balance it in, in a lot of ways yeah i agree it's it's tough for sure um but I, i'm just glad to get this communication it, it continually um come out and communicate with us i think this article is great uh, and they, the other big thing here, okay, they mentioned the scoreboard, which I don't want to touch too much, I guess, unless you have a lot to talk about with it, Joe. But I like the new scoreboard uh, or what it's going for. Uh, I don't like how it looks for sure, but uh, this was recently made for sure because it wasn't in the alpha and it is now in the beta. That means it was very recently made and you can tell. It is, it is definitely rough on the UI side. Uh, it does not look great. But I, I definitely like the fact that we have a scoreboard now, and I'm excited for it to look better um, and for it to be easier to read. Uh, but for now, I definitely like the idea that uh, we get eliminations, all that stuff. Uh, assists are not working, I think, right? So I could it's zero every game for me. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's accurate. But yeah, they're definitely gonna look at that. They talked about um, other highlights from this article. They did mention. Um, they did mention explicitly that one of the um, one of the reasons that they gave for not having a competitive mode is because they're working um, on a, a overhaul for that, uh, which is cool. Yeah, oh, uh, that, that was explicitly confirmed. Please, less seasons or longer seasons. Like, yeah. what were we on season like 150 or something? Like, come on, please, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, <laughs> please a better season, better season uh, format here. 
uh, but yeah, the last big thing here, I think, is talking about queue times, talking about support, because um, a big complaint from a lot of people is, okay, we have a lot of new tanks. Tanks feel super fun. DPS, you can impact the game so much better. You feel like you can actually carry now if you're doing well. Um, and it shows on queue times that they, uh, everyone loves playing DPS and tank right now. They're having tons of fun with it. The wait times are around seven minutes to 10 minutes each for both these roles. But then you got support where you only have to wait about a minute to play support. Um, and here, everyone, the big debate on the internet as far as game balance goes has been supports are not fun to play. Um, because I think it had shifted at first everyone was like okay supports suck and then everyone started to realize okay actually maybe they're good because their passive is kind of busted um, and they're they're actually pretty pretty good uh, and everyone realized okay I've been playing Ana Ana's really really good to play and you kind of have to play supports differently you have to play more aggressive um, but I think uh, a lot of people have said okay supports while they may be good, they're just not as fun to play. You're basically supposed to play as a DPS, but with a worse kit. And I agree with that. As Ana, it was fun to play when I was popping off, but it was extremely hard to pop off because I'm often dueling a Genji, dueling a soldier, dueling another DPS whose kit is actively benefiting them to beat me, to be better than me. Um, and it's tough. Uh, and that is what they mentioned here is that they believe supports are performing well as far as the numbers go. Supports are not getting destroyed or anything. Supports are doing well. But they agree that maybe they just aren't as fun to play when you're just getting when you're just dueling DPS constantly and you're getting do dove on by a Doom um, and Winston and all this stuff uh, with no second tank to help you out. So um, I'm glad that they have recognized this and they have come out and said, okay, we want to um, they've already mentioned that they have some ability change ideas for a bunch of the supports in the game right now, as well as new supports that they are working on and hopefully getting ready to release in future betas soon here. So, um, And I believe that to be another big reason why people aren't queuing up as support is there's just basically nothing new besides the passive. Brig changed a little bit. That's it. Um, and and Br the Brig change is like... It felt worse at first, but it is kind of good now. <laughs> um, Joe, what are your thoughts on supports? Have you played support much? What do you What do you think? Do you have any ideas on what they should do? Because I am not a game designer, so I have no clue, and you aren't either. But, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, you, you know exactly where you look on that. I think this this um, new dev blog thing that came out today. Um, was talking about yeah we know supports may not be fun to play and one of the one of the big ways that uh, we want to try to fix that I believe is the way they phrased it is uh, you know we plan to add more support heroes and <laughs> which I thought on its face was a little bit odd because <laughs> that's like that's like say okay yeah so do you, you don't like the ones we have so we're just gonna give you different ones um, you, you know rather than and uh, obviously this isn't the this isn't you know the reality of the situation but it makes it sound like you know rather than fix anything um <laughs> you know we're just gonna throw some stuff out and so but like you said they're they're thinking about rework still they're thinking about you know ability changes and all this kind of stuff uh but i just thought that was a an odd way to phrase that but yeah as far as as far as uh 
Uh, yes, as far as what can be done, I think, yeah, the survivability is good, um, and, and it's good that they've recognized, you know, that there's a difference between, um, you know, living and, and, and playing a sport character, because that's one of the five, um, you know, team roles that has to be filled, versus, you know, feeling like you're, um, the, you know, being productive and, and making a contribution beyond staying alive, um, and, and that's, yeah, this could be tricky, and particularly, you know, I I have a hard time believing that they didn't uh, anticipate it one way or the other. When when you know when you take out a tank, knowing the the kind of role that, pretty you know particularly the off tank fills, um, for an Overwatch team, you know it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be iterative, um, and again, and that goes back to all the. The, nays- the naysayers of the week going, oh my gosh, you know this this game is terrible. How is anybody going to enjoy this? Yeah, you know this that's the that's the point of <laughs> of you know some of the some of the changes that are being made and some of the feedback and perspective that is being gained. Um, uh, you, you know is you know the difference between um, you know playing something that's competitively balanced for the Overwatch League versus um, you know good enough for for ranked versus fun enough for ranked you know all these are 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 different elements that need um you know looked at individually as well as together yeah i agree i think it's going to be extremely hard to try to make these fun again i guess just so far it seems like the fun heroes are on a i don't know it's tough because it almost makes me wonder do you give supports cc abilities back do you give them something that something where they can make a bigger impact um i think briggs stun everyone's annoyed by it but it completely removes briggs identity and while brig is putting out an insane amount of healing right now and is still good it doesn't feel as satisfying to play as brig it doesn't feel like you're making as big of an impact um whether that's i know seagull mentioned like making it more obvious that you're making a big impact on Brig, like adding audio cues that you're healing the team, um, adding health bars or something like that, because that was always my... Once Brig stopped becoming the stun bot that she was when she originally got um, announced and and released, um, once she was just a heal bot all of a sudden, and it was like, okay, just start swinging your thing and you're going to heal everyone, my biggest complaint with her in Overwatch 1 and Overwatch 2 is like, I don't know how big of an impact I'm making while healing. I cannot tell what's happening. I cannot tell that I'm healing everyone a ton. Um, so I think maybe it's that for Brig specifically. I think it's different things for each hero. For Zen, it's like this. This um, I know it's supposed to be like a glass cannon character almost, but he's even more glass cannony now. So maybe it's making him do less damage and give him some more survivability somehow. Um, stuff like that. I think Ana's still super satisfying to play because she has that sleep dart, which if you hit is just so much fun to hit. She has that nade, which makes such a big impact, not only for healing your team, but for hurting the other team. Um, yeah, but some of these heroes are just not as fun to play because it's harder to survive and you have to take more 1v1s, which is even tougher as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what they should do, but I'm glad they at least know they should do something. Um, all right. Anything else to mention with this article or the feedback they have taken here, Joe? Um, this is off topic from other things we've been we've been talking about, but I'm glad they uh, 
um, they did acknowledge it and said specifically they're working on more um, for for future beta updates and stuff. They're working on um, adding back the the time of day variation for particularly the existing maps. Um, yeah. Which, which I knew they had alluded to, and then I was a little disappointed um, in the beta that they just have like the new basically basically all the old maps are like uh, evening now. Um, where none of them used to be, uh, which is which is good, you know, to have that variety. But it's but it's still it's still static in the beta right now. Uh, but obviously, they had been talking about that that was going to be a a change to be made to make that dynamic, um, or like n maybe not within a game, but within you know from game to game. Yeah. Um, uh, and that, that was definitely something I was looking forward to. So it's good to know that that's coming. Um, like I said, just just as a completely separate thing but um but yeah it, it's 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 been good to have um this first week now and so like we we're talking about there'll be a a balance patch coming up it sounds like pretty soon um and then that this is knowing that this is the first beta period of of many um is is exciting still yeah i agree um and i am also happy about that map change joe i like the new scenery and stuff like that but yeah definitely i've already gotten like used to it and i think some of the uh, different, you know, I miss I miss like King's Road at night sometimes and stuff like that. Um, so it'll yeah, be nice to get that variety back, I guess. We may get bored of it in the uh, uh, Overwatch League Stage One. We'll see, because <laughs> I, yeah. I assume I assume it'll be, if not this patch, a similar patch to this one that they're playing on. Would be my guess. Yeah, it'd be super interesting if there were like metas based on what time of day <laughs> you played on the map. Um, yeah, I don't know. Which I, I don't think you would want. <laughs> I think that I yeah. hope they would make it so like, but like maybe with at like sunset or something, the sun gets in your eyes, so it's like way harder to play. Because I do remember being in uh, being in touch with some of the pros still. Their early like thoughts of the alpha was like, Ilios, uh, Ilios during sunset is awful. I hate it. <laughs> like I cannot see anything. Please. <laughs> um, so I like I wonder if like based on the time of day people would play different heroes or something, but probably not. It would be interesting uh, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, just to like mention graphical, I, I think the new engine and everything looks great. Um, oh my god, everything looks great. I, I like how everything looks, for sure. Um, oh, but yeah, I, anything else to mention with the beta, Joe? I, I think I covered basically all my thoughts, all my hot takes, and all my thoughts on the community's reactions, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm good for now. Basically, hold your horses, keep playing, things will keep changing, um, <laughs> yeah, and, I, and and don't uh, don't be, be naysaying about what, uh, I don't know, I was going to say don't be naysaying about what you don't understand, that sounds a little harsh, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeez, Joe. <laughs> calling everyone out yeah uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah hopefully i'm gonna be queuing up for sure i gotta get push at least once before i watch overwatch league this week oh, so yeah. i can uh, so i can actually understand it um uh but speaking of overwatch league let's get into that section i guess in that segment of um this little podcast here we'll talk about a few signings here and then we will move on to our power rankings and predictions which is nuts as well um as well as a preview of two teams we haven't previewed yet joe we have so much oh, yeah. to talk about 
Um, all right. First signing is London signing Landon, um, which, you know, maybe they did just do because his name is so similar similar to the London Spitfire. Uh, they have changed, changed their name for a little bit on Twitter to the Landon Spitfire as well. Um, but Seems yes, Landon. Yeah. If you haven't heard of Landon, Landon will be the um, first and only American player on this London Spitfire team this year. Um, I believe they had, they had Blase last year, so they, they continue having one American London Spitfire. Um, but he is a support player, if you haven't heard of him. He played for uh, Solaris, Ardour, Young and Beautiful, Dark Mode NA, um, you know, all these, all these little uh, teams uh, around contenders NA. Uh, he's mainly like a flex support, I believe. So he joins Admiral and Provide on that support line. Um, well, not provide anymore. Oh yeah, I mean not provide. Uh, but yeah, Lance, so just, he just replaces Admiral. provide. Yeah, replaces yeah. provide. Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, most most recently also was playing for uh, uh, Northwood University. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, was, <laughs> the timing is weird. Of like uh, on his his Wikipedia page, but yeah, because I think he was you know on some of these other um, pro teams while he was a, a student there. But yeah, it was uh, a a uh, a collegiate player as well so that makes I don't know how many in the league now but we went from one last season to like five or ten it feels like at least uh, this season oh, yeah. which is cool yeah definitely um, and I guess speaking of someone who played with uh, with Landon a bunch on Solaris um, earlier this year and Altorio as well uh, Vulcan uh, has joined the New York Excelsior. They got their second tank player, Joe, to join Kellen. And this is an off-tank player, uh, one American on this New York Excelsior team. And probably makes sense. Probably was way too hard to try to get a get another player from Korea over to the U.S. with this much time left in the season. But NYXL did it. They signed another tank. They still don't have a main support. <laughs> but they do have two tanks now, Joe. Uh, if that helps them at all in your mind, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 helpful. It's good to have that kind of flexibility. It makes you wonder. Um, yeah, really for uh, for London and New York, you know, if if these were you know signings that they um, you know discovered they had a hole that need to fill or something uh, one way or the other, um, and then just based on on geographical location, uh, you know, may have been a factor here, just in terms of. Uh, you know, finding finding a player that that you're able to have be accessible to quickly. Um, but yeah, that being said, I'm sure I'm sure you'll have some the 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 benefit of that kind of flexibility here, particularly when again you're only going to be playing one um, of those two tanks at once. Yeah, exactly. Good to have the flexibility for sure. Um, oh yeah, and. This is not only the first North American player uh, signed to NYXL this year, it's in general. They have been an entirely Korean organization up to this point. So this is the first non-Korean player at all that has been signed to the New York Excelsior. So congratulations to Vulcan. Um, all right, on to the Chengdu Hunters. Um, it is not as bad as we thought it would be, Joe, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Which is nice. It still hurts, definitely. Um, they lose only three players. If you haven't heard, there's been rumors for about a month now of Chengdu imploding. 
um, and their parent company losing a bunch of money, so they have to drop everyone or sell everyone. Uh, they have dropped people, only three players, and Leave is not one of those players. Uh, they have dropped Aprita, Farway, and Yvetel. Uh, Yvetel and Farway have been a part of this roster for a, a bit now, but Aprita, rookie, signed back in February. Everyone was super excited for Aprita to leave. Uh, that is unfortunately not going to be happening, and it's hurting uh, Chengdu and a lot of people's power rankings for sure. Um, it's rough, but I, all I look at it and I'm like, okay, that's not as bad. Not as bad as I thought. You basically got the same team as you had last year. No, you didn't lose Monk, which is pretty big. You didn't lose Leave, which is the biggest thing here, obviously. Um, and then they actually signed a player, which was kind of surprising <laughs> because I don't think anyone thought they would sign a player. Uh, in Daisy, uh, who played for Team Chaser, of course. Most of their signings have been from Team Chaser, uh, who did pretty well in the Chinese region. It's an off-tank. He's an off-tank. So he will join uh, Gaga in the tank role. So they have a little bit of flexibility as far as tank goes now. Joe, what do you think? How much does how much do these droppings sort of hurt this Hunter's roster this year? Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was certainly enough they dropped... Uh... Uh, a couple spots in my in my power rankings uh you know from when i made him originally to from when this news dropped um yeah you're losing a lot of um uh again the the flexibility particularly in the support role um that um that we've been or at least i've been valuing in my my assessments of teams you know as things change um in overwatch 2 and as things change in the league um and and teams figure out more and more what's you know what's good and what they're uh, trying to do and what they're not trying to do um this is, this is, so yeah having excuse me having some of those pieces gone uh is is unfortunate uh, particularly evil tall i think may have been the the bigger um uh, the of those drops i guess and, and aprita as well um although we haven't uh, seen him necessarily um uh, but, but yeah i think you're you're good to highlight um you're good to highlight leave staying on there i think uh he definitely will certainly be a big part of the success of this team i i have uh uh no problem <laughs> no problem saying um uh, but but yeah definitely um like you said not as bad as it could have been but um definitely not not much you want to see you know on this the the doorstep to the season so to speak yeah definitely um definitely hurts uh i think everyone's pointing to leave jin mu and saying okay this is not as good as leave aprita which is unfortunate um all right let's uh move on to the last signing before our previews and power rankings and all that and it is the la valiant signing one more dps player to add to not their not two not three not four but five dps player line here for the LA Valiant. Crazy. Five players and attacker is his name. A man, if you look at his um, Liquipedia page, who has retired not once, not twice, but three times as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is back. Uh, this is another DPS player. According to Liquipedia, he's also just a Sombra one trick. His signature hero is just Sombra. Uh, so, yeah. And apparently, is the trivia for him, he once ranked up to top for an Asia server using Sombra. So this is a one, Sombra one-trick that has now joined the LA Valiant. Sombra, pretty good in Overwatch 2, based off what I've been playing so far. Not insane, but pretty good. Um, yeah, it's not a tank, Joe, which 
I think that that's the only thing they really need, right? Uh, so, yeah, yeah not, or, or, not, or or could use really because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not sure about it. Not, not sure about the signing. Not sure why they need it. Not sure why they're using money on him. Um, maybe they. That's what they felt like that a hole in was. Yeah, no one here could play Sombra. Um, but yeah, I have no clue. Maybe they'll use one of their DPS as a tank player. I, you know, maybe you got a Doomfist player out there that can fill in. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think both our sentiment towards the Valiant this year is they're trying at least. <laughs> so happy about that yeah yeah i think that's that's a fair assessment um and obviously we'll 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 rank them as we go but uh my my comment um spoiler alert i suppose my comment earlier in the week to you was um that i think this may be uh the first year if not one of or one of the first years if not the first year that there there isn't a like a clear worst team i don't think in either region um so that's that's exciting in some ways (laughs) I agree. It was. It's usually been like easy to start my power rankings because it's been like, all right, twenty LA Valiant, Shanghai Dragons, whoever, you know. And it's been yeah. like easy throughout the years, but this time it's like, oh, my writer's block is even more prevalent here because I'm like, who do I put at twenty? Um, I mean, there are obviously a couple teams there. I think in my mind, but it's harder to choose. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Let's. Those are the signings we got. Um, as far as other news goes, I will mention apparently Reinforce has COVID, unfortunately, so he will not be on site this weekend. He Ooh. might be able to zoom in or something like that, but we'll see. That's very sad. Yeah, um, hopefully they can get at, him one way or the other. Yeah, uh, as well as Wrecking Ball has been banned this week. If you haven't seen or heard, there's a game-breaking bug that crashes everyone in the lobby involving Wrecking Ball. Uh, that Super has pointed out and now everyone knows about and um, there's not enough time to fix it so Wrecking Ball <laughs> cannot use them at all which actually impacts the league a lot <laughs> when you find out last second that you can't use Wrecking Ball I doubt he was being used because from what we've heard so far Wrecking Ball is not strong um, not as strong as like Doomfist for Dive at least so that's another big. That's another big piece of news I guess going into week one is there will be no Wrecking Ball allowed Wow, yeah, I hadn't seen I hadn't seen that, but you know, I see that now. He's <laughs> Sean Miller says, "I know we said there wouldn't be no hurry pulls in 2022, but, uh, <laughs> but making yeah, a change, um, yeah, that's crazy." Yeah, that is. I don't think that's ever had to happen. Um, yeah, that's that's what working on. I guess playing on a beta is like. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's I, I like I said I hadn't seen that before. That's significant. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. That's pretty big. It's pretty big. I mean, we won't know unless we haven't seen like any of the players or coaches tweet. I imagine if someone had been practicing wrecking ball all week, they would have tweeted furiously like, "Oh my god, we're gonna lose now!" or something <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh my god, what what is this? This is awful!" Or I would have seen it like somewhere. Uh, yeah. But so far, no complaints. I guess that I've seen. So maybe yeah, that's we'll a good sign. Yeah, we'll see. I guess after like. I don't know, Houston loses to Dallas or something, and then Dante tweets, oh my god, we were practicing Wrecking Ball all week. This is <laughs> annoying. Or something, I don't know. We'll see after the games, maybe. I have no clue. Um, but yeah, let's move into our previews, because we have two last teams to preview, and they're the two teams that made the championship last year and had fantastic seasons, obviously. Uh, Shanghai Dragons and the Atlanta Reign. Let's start with the Atlanta Reign, because they were the team that ended up losing. 
in the championship in the regular season. They uh, got third place, including the points given out from each tournament. Uh, but they technically were tied with the Gladiators and Fuel as far as record goes at 11-5. and five. Um, They ended up playing and losing to the Chengdu Hunters in round one of the... Um, of the grand finals tournament there but double elimination helped this team because they just ran through the losers bracket only really hard speed bump in there was the gladiators but they took care of the justice took care of the shock the fuel all the way back to the dragons where they got stomped so and i think atlanta was defined last year as the team that destroyed na but then when they had to play against asia in any of in hawaii and any of the tournaments they got stopped. They could not beat or handle any of those teams that they had not practiced against. Um, so that is the speed speed bump and the speed up that, that the Atlanta Reign have to get over this year, Joe. Uh, they have sort of reformed this roster in order to do so. They have kept a good amount of players here um, and some good choices and brought on some nice new rookies slash an old an old face, of course. They unfortunately lost Pelican, who was uh, their breakout rookie star last year, uh, and Iris, who had a really good year. Moss also had a pretty good year. Edison, uh, they won't miss him too much, I don't think. Uh, but they kept Gator and Hawk, who they have had for a long time now. They kept Kai as well, who had a great year last year. They have, they got Nero, they got Venom, they got OG Ultraviolet, and speedily to join them later in the year when he turns 18 in August. All right, Joe, who you, who's your player to watch on this eight-player Atlanta Reign roster? Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and, and obviously the focus, I think, has to go... Um, uh, it has, has to go on, on some of these new signings. I mentioned uh, that this is a, a collegiate-heavy... Uh, uh, a collegiate heavy season for the Overwatch League, and Atlanta's uh, no exception. Uh, I believe all th- three, uh, without checking, I believe all three of Speedily, OG, and Ultraviolet uh, were playing on uh, maybe Maryville or something. OG, all right, looking at their pages, OG did not. OG was on um, uh, American Tornado, Bobby Wasabi, all those teams. Ultraviolet was on Redbird Esports. Um, that's yeah venom was not and then who's the last one ultraviolet did i mention no i already did speedily oh speedily speedily uh let's see speedily was on um american tornado as well okay Uh, so maybe i still know what i'm talking about that's okay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) there was one at least there was one yeah it wouldn't be the first time wouldn't be the first time yeah Uh, uh but yeah but yeah the point being uh, the, the, yes, so the, the new talent and, and American Tornado was also an amazing team as far as that goes, uh, mm-hmm. even if they didn't play for a, for a college. But um, uh, but, but yeah, so as far as as far as where to watch, I think uh, that's that's definitely where my eyes are focusing. Um, and I'll say particularly uh, for the sake of argument, the the support combo there of, of OG and Ultraviolet. Um, those are obviously the two that they have signed, so we'll be seeing a lot of them um, as they're able to apply. Um, uh, their work to uh, this new team. Yeah, I agree. I think everyone's looking at that support line. They're super hyped up OG Ultraviolet. I mean, this was American Tornado. As you mentioned, Joe, 
they're finally here. They're finally in Overwatch League, right? A lot of them coming this year after it was like almost two years ago when they were really good and they were like fighting with British Hurricane in the contenders EU versus NA stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it, it's been a while, but they're finally here. Uh, Redbird Esports people as well, Ultraviolet. Um, I, I mean, part of that insanely good uh, Redbird Esports team last year. So, yeah, the rookies on this team are nothing to scoff at, and we know Atlanta has that history of bringing in some some of the top rookie talent, having Pelican, the official rookie of the year last year, I believe. So, yeah, we know these these people know their stuff as far as who to pick up uh, in the contenders scene. I guess I'll throw my mine on a uh, older player, and it is Kai, who I think is going to have uh, a big impact on this team this year. Um and, and it's going to be dependent on uh, a lot of the time, and I think he did super well when, when he was needed last year. Uh, Venom can play a little bit of hit scan, but Kai is going to be that widow, that Ash, that uh, soldier, that hit scan god on this team. And I'm super excited to see how well he can do and see if he can just run it back for like, what, the third year or whatever? I don't know how long he's been in the league. But yes, yeah, so he can like run that, it back yeah. again run up back again and be absolutely dominant i mean he wasn't i think the spotlight's on him uh, a lot of people looking on nero and venom as well but i think the spotlight's on him this year because last year was on pelican so I, i'm looking forward to seeing kai and then speed when speedily comes in maybe the spotlight will come off him a bit uh, but yeah looking forward to kai I, I will mention i am sad that we we won't for the first time in a while we won't see be able to see gator and hawk together uh playing but uh, they're still on the same team, so I guess there's that. Um, okay, as far as... Uh, let's just go to off-season grade, because uh, later in our power rankings, we will basically state whether or not we think this team will do better than last year in our power rankings. And both these teams did extremely good, obviously, and finished top two. Um, so let's just, let's just do off-season grades for them and call it for both these two teams because later you will find out how well we think they will do in comparison to last year. All right, as we mentioned, they ended up losing Pelican, Masa, Edison, Iris, who honestly you got three players who I think had significant roles on this team. Um, and then they pick up Venom, OG, Ultraviolet, Speedily. As far as coaches go, they lost, uh, they lost a coach, I believe, and it was Unter... Um, but besides that, they've uh, just kept everything the same. Um, they got Sefi and Danny there. Only lost Hunter. They didn't replace him. Uh, so, Joe, as far as an off-season grade goes, how do you think Atlanta Rain did? Did they did they uh, get rid of the right people and bolster for the future here? Yeah, honestly, really not bad. Uh, I don't have uh, I don't have many complaints with with the way this roster shook out. Um, not not a ton of changes uh in 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 some ways in some of the roles obviously particularly um uh particularly in the tank role uh when we're still looking at like you said gator and hawk um and i know that i've i've mentioned that uh as a negative definitely with with some with some other teams but um um, but i think they're they're still um you know where they did have to make changes um um definitely were were good upgrades i think is fair to say um, uh, I'm excited uh, about uh, the new talent that they they added to this roster, and more so than um, 
maybe any other team in the league um, in this offseason, just off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, I, I, I may, may uh, contradict myself with that at some point today. But um, just because of the, the, the quality and, and quantity of what we're seeing here. But uh, so all that to say that, yeah, I think... Um, um, the the any any of the potential issues uh, with this roster are, are were covered up nicely as far as that goes, uh, and now it's just a matter of seeing you know uh, can they can they still hang with the big boys um, when when season five comes around. Um, so yeah, for for an off season grade, I think um, yeah, I think it's a solid B plus at least, maybe even an A minus. Yeah, I agree. I- I'm going to go straight up and say I'm s- extremely impressed with this offseason. I'll I'll give it an A. I'll give it a nice A. If you you can tell it by just by looking at their Liquipedia page, you can guess what their strategy was this offseason and I extreme I I I think it was an extremely well thought out and good plan. Um you just look at the former section and you look at their active roster and you realize what direction they wanted to go in, I guess. You just got to look at all the flags here, Joe. They dropped <laughs> almost entire they almost all the former players are Koreans. Um and their entire squad is almost all American. Um they clearly they're sick of communication issues. They're sick of speaking many languages. I mean, they still have Venom, who I don't know how well he can speak English. But yeah, I, I think they just want to go with an English-speaking roster. Um, and I think they also they dumped a lot of um, highly expensive players, let's be honest. Pelican, Rookie of the Year. I don't know what his contract was. I can't remember. But I imagine he was only signed to one year, I'm guessing. You all of a sudden have to give this man all your money because he is rookie of the year and all the teams and i imagine houston outlaws offered him an insane amount of money to come to their team i imagine rain possibly put still put out an offer but they probably were not as willing to go as high as the outlaws they put their money in their english speaking players who have been consistently good um and you know but i think they they were very smart with their money they were very smart with what roster they wanted to construct here and they are still apparently doing really well in scrims they are still apparently being highly rated across the board by players coaches and um, content creators um, all over the place on twitter all over these power rankings it's very impressive that while dropping the rookie of the year the atlanta rain are still consistently being ranked in like the top five of everyone's power rankings like it's crazy um, so, good offseason, in my opinion, for the Atlanta Rain. Let's move on to the Shanghai Dragons, whose offseason, um, yeah, wasn't eventful at all, Joe. So this is going to be a quick one. Um, yeah, the Shanghai Dragons won the championship last year. They did it. They went from 0-40 to the best team in this league. They won it all. Uh, it's been a it's been a slow build up over those those four years, but it happened. They completely turned it around, uh, and they rightfully so have just done nothing with this roster. Um, absolutely nothing. Uh, they lost a couple of players in the off season who, um, you know, weren't really playing at all. Develop who they picked up last year went to the Guangzhou Charge was on the bench the entire year. Did not see play over Flutter or Lip. Who would? Um, <laughs> and then Molly, 
who uh, of course has been in the league for a bit now on the Chengdu Hunters previously joined the Shanghai Dragons for last year as well uh, also did not see play and is now on the Guangzhou charge as well so yeah we got this Shanghai Dragons team that consists of Iziaki, Fleta, Lip, Void, Lee Jagong, Fate, Who Are You uh, and their one pickup, their one signing, Bebe. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be... They're going to throw out the same team, Joe. Uh, they signed Bebe, but I really don't see him seeing much play. They signed Who Are You, like, right before the season or in the, at the beginning of the season last year. He barely saw any play, and I don't think he's going to see much this year either when you have Fleta and Lip. So, Joe... What do you what do you think of this Shanghai Dragons team? Where you what players are you looking forward to watching here? Uh, despite the fact that they're going to be the same players. Yeah, I think you could you could literally pick uh, uh, I think a name off this list at random and probably be correct. Uh, with with the possible exception of of like you said of who are you or of Bebe, uh, just by by virtue of who they're likely to play, which still is insane to me that who are you's like been a bench player now for a season and a half. Um, <laughs> Uh, but that being said, I think if I had to pick somebody, I'm gonna go for Lee Jagon. Uh, we know how good Lucio is right now, um, and he is just objectively one of the best. Um, and it's gonna be fun, really, to see him, obviously, and and all of um, uh, all of his counterparts on all the different teams uh, just going nuts uh, here in opening weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Although I, I guess we don't. Sorry, that we as you say oh, we, yeah, don't, yeah. we don't actually get to see him opening weekend. <laughs> we'll see him in a couple of weeks. We'll see him in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lee Jae Gong is definitely like probably the top of everyone's list. Like best Lucio in the league, and Lucio's nuts. So that'll be exciting. I'm excited to see Void or Fate, whoever they're throwing out a main tank, because I think they'll be one of the best tanks on Overwatch too for sure. But I'm gonna point out Lip, who I think had uh continues to just get better every year which is nuts because the year where fleta was mvp a couple years ago like lip was already insane and in my opinion maybe deserved it over fleta and then last year he was even better and now we're on a new game where dps matter way more i'm excited to see lip i'm excited to see if lip is the sojourn player for the dragons if sojourns played at all because i think lip would be nuts at sojourn um yeah, I'll just point out Lip again, who just continues to get better at this game somehow. Uh, and I imagine will still get better this year. This Dragons team is scary. Okay, yeah, offseason. And that's interesting. You mentioned his, you mentioned his uh, hero pool. I was gonna, my comment was going to be, you know, Valiant um, Valiant just signed a Sombra main, but Shanghai didn't need to because they already had Lip. But yeah, I, I, I think you're right that he would also be uh, maybe your maybe your default uh, Sojourn player too. So I don't know if um, you, you know, it depends on what they end up wanting to run and, and how that works out. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Sojourn's definitely interesting in that she is both projectile and hit scan. But her hit scan ability matters more than the projectile um, ability. Even though t to get the hit scan ability, you need to do your projectile stuff. So it's going to be interesting. I think she's very flexible in that either your projectile or hit scan player could probably be good at her it just depends like i just think lip is nuts but obviously fleta and lip both like switch off on different hit scan heroes i mean lip's been playing cassidy and ash a bunch and fleta fleta will play widow like yeah it'll just be up in the air to see which one's better i guess at sojourn uh which i think one seeing them 1v1 on sojourn would be so much fun um 
All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Offseason, great. Joe, this team did nothing in the offseason. <laughs> what, what's your grade for, for the Shanghai Dragons? Who, um, I mean, they, they got some new assistant coaches to join them because obviously you need to do that when you're a championship team. You're going to lose some <laughs> assistant coaches. Uh, but that's it. They, they added Bebe. They lost Molly and Develop. And all three of those players, I think, have not much relevance to this team. I don't know how much Bebe is going to help. Develop and Molly sure didn't help or do anything. Maybe they were there on the bench and they weren't good moral support on the bench or something, and Bebe will be. Yeah, give me give me an offseason grade for the Dragons. Was it the right move to just keep everyone? I mean, I think un, until or unless they prove otherwise, I think that's it's definitely a good place for them to be, uh, is is the, the short version here. Um, um, I'd have to... I would be interested to go through and... and um, like sit down and look at if if there was a list that existed somewhere of uh, like the free agents that still may exist um, from this offseason and be like you know where where could uh, the Shanghai Dragons possibly have have made um, you know significant upgrades to to one one side or the other or whatever um, but but nothing really comes to mind yeah that I think they're um, not only you know solid as a team but I think um, notably significantly prepared for um, the kind of things that they can run into, honestly, um, and I, I have no trouble believing that um, that this is a team that's just gonna stay consistently doing well. Nice. What's the grade? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so yeah, so all all that having been said, um, the, yeah, I mean, I guess to, you know, there's not much to do. Uh, so in that sense. Um, they they achieved the the goal, which I guess is an A as far as that goes. <laughs> um, like has, like I've been like I've been talking about these last couple team previews. I mean, uh, oftentimes I've been holding it against teams uh, if they don't make um, if they don't make many changes. Uh, you know, just in terms of uh, trying to stay competitive with what the rest of the league provides. But honestly, that's you know I don't even uh, see that being a, a big factor. I really counting against them. Um, in this situation even so yeah yeah um yeah i agree with you i'll give them i'll give them an a like it's still it's still impressive to keep your players to be honest um it's nuts that everyone on this team said yeah i'll stay um that's how good this organization's doing that's how much they like each other um because they could have like gone somewhere else and got a pretty big bag i feel like from I think Shanghai definitely has like a company who has money and will pay a lot. But there, there are teams like the Gladiators. There are teams out there that will give you a lot of money. So it's nuts that everyone here was like, "Yeah, I'll stay." Um, <laughs> so that's just impressive in esports in general. At any in any league in any esport. So yeah, they deserve an A. I'm not gonna complain. Even if this team ends up ends up doing pretty bad, it's it's an impressive thing. Let's be honest. And I don't think they will do bad. This is an insane roster that they've built. All right, those are our last two previews. Um, awesome. Let's let's get into power rankings, Joe. Let's do it. Uh, this is it. This is 2022 preseason power rankings. Um, define it up top. With this is this is what my power rankings at least i don't know what you win in with joe this is what i think the final standings will be at the end this is what i think 
who I think the best teams will be. This isn't like week one performance or something like that. Yeah, I think that's that. I think that's fair of of mine to say as well. If nothing else, just because we don't know um, really anything about what's going to happen this season. So yeah, yeah, we, we might as well we might as well take a take a long perspective for this. All right. Um, also, if you want to follow along visually, since this is an audio thing, go to our Twitter at On The Flank Show. Joe, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have tweeted out a nice graphic with all our power rankings on it. Oh, yeah. um, so, so you can follow along there. Um, but let's start with number 20, Joe. Um, last season, this was an obvious L.A. Valiant choice throughout the entire season they didn't win an entire game no one was surprised it wasn't even a big deal to be honest because everyone expected it this year they've got a nice roster um but joe it seems to me you've still power ranked them here at 20 so i think it's time to give us an explanation why why is the la valley (laughs) still number 20 for you joe yeah, and so I believe was it last week? Maybe we we did our team preview for this team, and so uh, we, you know I acknowledged at the time, um, and and still will definitely uh, definitely will here as well. You know I, I think this is definitely a, a team that uh, like we're talking about has has improved uh, in in roster quality from this past season, um, uh, and looks to to be a team that that may not uh, that, that may not lose all their games. Uh, and and you know part of it may be, um, excuse me, still a, a bad taste in my mouth uh, from from this roster in the past or you know, from this franchise in the past, um, uh, and and part of it may be uh, some of these players that are um, not well um, uh, and haven't haven't well proven themselves, um, you know, when on on the big stage when when lots of things count. Um, uh, or, or been seen much in the Overwatch League, but, um, uh, but yeah, I, I still don't anticipate um, uh, the value moving up past uh, this this lower uh, tier for sure in in uh, the Asia division in particular, um, and and beyond that, uh, yeah, that's they're 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 pretty comfortable, I think, um, <laughs> where they are as far as that goes. Nice. I got my I got LA Valiant uh, at 19. I'll talk about them in a second. Um, but first, I'll talk about my number 20 jump, which is the Vancouver Titans. Um, and I, I do want to give a disclaimer here that this is not... I don't want people to think of number 20 here to be like last year. Like, this is close. This was hard, as I mentioned earlier. Um, oh, yeah. And spe- specifically with these, I think 18 through 20 was a tier for me where those three teams were hard to decide which one's 20. Um, I I think they're all super close, and it was very hard for me to put the Vancouver Titans here, knowing they have Shockwave, Aspire, DPS line, that I think is a really good DPS line, Um, and having a player like Masa on there as well. But overall, I still think this team is set up for not a great season. I think they tried harder than usual. They brought in some younger players, and they definitely have some more talent, and they definitely will be competing more than they did last year, Um, where they only won one game, and they went 19th, and they didn't do well. I still think they might go 20th. I still think they might go 19th, but I definitely think they'll be more than a one-win team, not just because there's more games, uh, because I think they can compete with with players like Shockwave in a game that is more DPS-dependent, this team is definitely going to be able to compete 
and I may be eating my words if Shockwave can carry as hard as he usually can carry. So, yeah, I got the Titans at number 20. I don't think there was... I just don't think there was enough change here, enough good change this offseason. There was a ton of change, obviously. I don't think there was enough insane change here for me to lift them up. In fact, I have dropped them all the way down to 20. Um, all right, let's 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 switch off. Since you mentioned LA Valiant, and I've already mentioned that LA Valiant is as my 19, I'll go first on 19, and then you can go, Joe. Of course, um, me. All right, so LA Valiant, Joe just mentioned him, and I think I'm in agreement. Watched uh, the Platt Chat Power Rankings came out today, Joe. I don't know if you watch. Watch them put the Valiant at 14, and I was like, I don't know if it's that. Oh, wow. Much better. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know if it's that, but which I will mention many times because I didn't agree with a lot of their rankings, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's that much better. I don't know if it's 14. I still have them in this lowest tier because I haven't gotten proof yet. And I'm still weirded out by a lot of their decisions, uh, especially the five DPS choice with just Sassin at tank. That's a little concerning for me. Um, and yeah, I, I really, I, I don't, I, I want to, I, I want to wait for more proof, I guess. Um, I, I do think their coaching staff, great pickups in No Hill and Who Y'all. No Hill, if you haven't heard of them, been coaching Team CC for a while. That was a very successful contenders team. I think this is a good choice. And, of course, Who Y'all um, been involved um, with uh, Overwatch in general for a while. And you, you might re- recognize them from Runaway, London Spitfire, all that stuff. So yeah, I definitely think this team's going to compete. This is not an 0-16 team. This is not an 0-24 team, I guess, would be their record this year. This is definitely a team that's going to win some games off of these lower teams. Could possibly get some upsets on some of the top teams, even. Like, there's some talent here this year. I think their support line's really good in Coldest Langsa. Um... There's a lot of question marks around some of these DPS, which I guess that means that's good that they have five of them. But there's no one, no one on this line that like um, stands out to me as extremely good. But you have some talent there, and like Innovation Dia, of course, is good. But there's a lot of question marks around them. Becky's good, but I don't know if they're insane. Their support line's pretty good, uh, pretty pretty dang good. Um, and then Sasson, I don't know how well he's going to do. So I still have him at 19 for now. I wouldn't be surprised if they're good or reach that 14 i guess but i think it's ridiculous to rank them at 14 right now um especially with i don't know this feels like another really competitive year so where where you don't really have any teams the only teams that have like given up and started admitting that they want to spend less money is like the chungdu hunters here who are still like gonna be insane because they have leave so yeah everyone's trying this year um all right joe your number 19 is is a spicy one. <laughs> Give it yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah, it's, speaking of um uh speaking of how wide the um the the tiers are uh <laughs> in this off season. Um uh, yeah, you, you know, uh, spicy is a word for it, I suppose. I'm uh, looking at uh, Paris Eternal right now sitting at number 19. Um uh, in the rankings, that's it's a full a full seven Crazy. places, a full seven places lower um, <laughs> than they than they finished the uh, season four 2021 season, um, and, and yeah, that's that's significant. Uh, but it, again, I think a lot of that uh, comes down to 
uh, really my 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 bottom five or six were sort of I think where I would where I where I would have drawn a tier line myself. Um, so that includes uh, that includes teams like uh, Guangzhou, like Vancouver, um, uh, potentially even London uh, in that tier as well. But uh, Paris, uh, I think my my biggest concerns with this team. Um, uh, number one is uh, a lack of um, uh, super significant changes. Uh, like really, the only, um, the only, well, I mean, not even that really. Um, one of one of the you know really only significant changes uh, was was the addition of Glister, uh, which which will be will be significant and, and important for this team. Um, um, but but when you're looking at, um, for example, comparing with London, um, which I, I know I mentioned um, last time this team came up, uh, I, I like to do, or I feel like has been appropriate a lot uh, in this team's history just because of the, the, the kinds of rosters we see and the kind of um, competitiveness that we see from these, um, from these two rosters in particular. Um, uh, comparing with them, I think, I think London is, um, Definitely gonna uh, have the upper, uh, the upper edge there. Uh, Vancouver, um, we, we already talked about lots of the, um, the, the the concerns that may be there is in terms of um, uh, how they can be uh, <laughs> located in, in similar positions. But yeah, uh, yeah. Ultimately, Paris. I, out of those, you know, four or five teams I mentioned, I think um, what it comes down to is they're um, just one of the the teams I was. I don't know. I suppose I suppose it's fair to say least impressed by, um, and the the uh, kinds of things that uh, we anticipate seeing. I suppose is is the uh, short version of that. Yeah, honestly, I Joe. I, while this is a spicy take, I think you might be right. Like I I could see this. I could see Paris being the worst NA team. Like, I could see it happening. They didn't make enough change. I agree. And this team was like, I think everyone's still high on them because they were like, okay, this team did very well last year compared to the expectations. They still didn't do like amazing, right? They still, when it came down to it, they still were one of the worst teams. They couldn't win plans. They just couldn't, they couldn't step over that and they didn't make much change. So I've said, Joe, I think this is... Well, this is a hot take. I think it's a pretty good hot take, to be honest. I, th I could easily see it happening. Um, well, I all right, you want to? <laughs> all right, you want to go to your eighteen? Yeah, sure. So uh, I've alluded to these next couple teams uh, in my my Paris talk, but yeah, eighteen. I'm looking at Vancouver. Uh, we already talked about John uh, had them sitting at twenty. Uh, yeah, I am. I suppose giving them a little bit more a little bit more investments uh, in players like like Shockwave and Aspire, uh, or I'm sorry, not Aspire. Uh, who am I thinking of? Shockwave, at least. Uh, <laughs> no, Aspire, yeah. yeah Aspire. It is Aspire, okay. I still have him on Toronto in my head. Um, um, but, but yeah, Shockwave and Aspire, yeah, I think that's uh, there's going to be uh, definitely uh, shining stars for this roster. Uh, and again, my uh, 18, that's technically one one position higher than, than they finished the season, but uh, not, not, a lot of, not a lot of jumping there. Nice. Uh, my 18 is London. First mention of London, which makes our podcast unique. I think everyone's ranking them 20, basically. Um, but yeah, I, I got them at 18, which is where they finished last year. 
And I think that's just about where they are. Despite improvements with Valiant and Vancouver, I think their improvements were just a little bit better than both of theirs. Um, in my opinion, I, I still think the end of last season for them was extremely promising. They had a really hard schedule there at the end. Uh, they almost upset teams like the Shock. Uh, and I think Sparker's going to just be a huge part of this roster. Um, and keeping him was, was very good. I do have my concerns still with this team. I think getting Landon here at the last second, it was a good pickup. But scary, obviously, when you have to make that last second pickup. I think their take line is um, a little scary. But I was I, I, once again, I cannot underrate Poco. That is what I mentioned in my preview. I underrate him every year. I'm like, he's dead. This is it. And every year he uh, proves me wrong, and he's still good enough to be in the league. Um, but my take, the tank line is the most scary part for me. Um, I like their DPS line. I like their support line. But I still don't think they've done well enough to do better than they did last year, unfortunately. Well, they'll, they'll do better record-wise. As far as placement goes, I don't think so, though. So I got London here. Um, 17. I'll go first on my 17, which um, is the New York Excelsior. Uh, the New York Excelsior. I've dropped all the way down here to 17. And I'm upset about this team, Joe, because I, <laughs> once again, they had a very promising young team that's similar to London Super. Had a really good second half of the season where they got some good upsets. They almost pushed for playoffs with some very talented young players. Um, and then they said, nah, we're dropping them all. They, did, they didn't understand the concept of a rebuild um, at all. They just kind of dropped everybody, and they went with a new roster, which is just kind of like a mixture of like last year's Florida Mayhem with a bunch of other random people sprinkled around. And um, they don't have a main support for week one, where you need Lucio, Joe. Uh, and I'm just upset. I'm upset that this team... Uh, has seemingly just done nothing with this with this squad. They have Yaki, who's good, I guess. They have Gangnam Jim and Myeongbong, both great flex supports. But there's no, there's not going to be a flex support meta. Let's be honest. They're, the developers are not going to let it happen. <laughs> they clearly, they did not let it happen when there was even an inkling that it might happen at the beginning of Overwatch Two. I guess they will make sure that main supports can be played and flex supports so you gotta pick one up nyxl before i can be be impressed with any of the pickups you made i still got them i got them at 17 dropping three places and yeah being one of the worst na teams this year i just yeah i don't think this is a great squad i think you got a bunch of older players who are kind of who have already peaked so and some younger players who I don't think have peaked. I think they're good. I think Kellen's going to be good. Um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm not not too impressed with this team. Uh, well, who's at 17 for you, Joe? Yeah, that is a good question. I'm looking at uh, 17 and looking at the Guangzhou Charge, uh, taking a step over back to Asia. Um, uh, and again, to, which I think uh, rounds out that, uh, I suppose, bottom bottom Asia tier <laughs> so really just Guangzhou and Valiant um, and let me pull up their page here uh, but yeah I've, I've always had a love-hate relationship with this with this franchise as we've seen it evolve over the last couple of years uh, that with the the positives that we've seen but never really able to uh, 
to to enable them well or actual as well on the um, in the actual league, um, and and then uh, in the past, you know, have we've seen a lot of the uh, the good things that we've seen about this um, that we've seen about this roster go away. Uh, whether that was you know last year um, players like Happy Nero Shu, uh, <laughs> or this year now players like uh, Kariv obviously has gone to Florida. Um, uh, you, you've, you've got you've got some some positive um, some positives here like uh, choice of one obviously the 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 DPS line is is one of the one of the significant um, players we're looking at as well as the addition of Molly for a support that we'll see uh, played pretty frequently but um, uh, yeah not not a lots of uh, not a lot of super successes here uh, as far as as far as offseason changes and, and that kind of thing uh, in in Particularly an Asia division that's um, uh, definitely gotten definitely gotten more competitive as we've gone on. Uh, I'm not sure how many uh, how many nutrition shakes it'll take to to bump them <laughs> up, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we will, we will see. I'll talk about the charge in a second here. But um, 16 for you, Joe, is the team I talked about uh, last time I was talking. I guess. Yeah, is is London. I've got them uh, just two places higher than you, so not uh, not a lot. Um, but I do. Uh, I, I am a little bit more confident, I think, than it sounds like you may be uh, in in the combination of Hadi Poco uh, at the at the tech line for that. Uh, I I definitely don't think overall this roster is is looking at um, a, a number twenty spot. Because um, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, these uh, we're definitely uh, still in a in a pretty competitive tier. Um, granted, here for for some of the bottom spots, but a, a pretty competitive tier, uh, and I'm excited to see how um, this uh, again still decidedly uh, multi-European, multicultural roster is is uh, going to handle themselves. Yeah, uh, definitely going to be interesting. I'm excited. I, I have high hopes for a lot of these teams to be more competitive. So, especially London. Uh, Guangzhou Charge, you mentioned at your 17. I have them at 16. I still I, I have them a little higher than they did last year. Um, but yeah, I just don't I, I don't think they've gotten enough good pieces to sort of bolster themselves up. The, you got Develop, who we just have not seen in the league yet, was a rookie last year on Shanghai who never saw play. I'm very curious to see how he performs. Eileen's still there. Choice of Juan will be really good if there's ever a Tracer meta. It does not look like there will be one to start off the year, which definitely hurts Charge a little bit, but I expect there to be one. There always is one. So he'll be really good in that. Um, support line's looking fine with Unique Molly. I, I think that might be one of the weaker spots. Rio's not as great, uh, but you can, only, you, can, you can just play Krong now. You don't have to play Rio which is huge for the charge, I think. I, I could see this team peaking a little higher than this. I could see them surprising us for sure. But for now, I'm going to keep them here because there's there's just not enough there for me to raise them higher than 16. Um, and then I'll talk about my 15, which is Paris, which Joe had uh, way back down to 19, if you remember. Uh, yeah, my 15 is Paris, which is still worse than they did last year. So I, I'm also... Uh, not as high on Paris, clearly. Three spots where they finished last year, 12th. Uh, and I agree with Joe, just not enough change, changes here. I think it won't be as bad as Joe thinks, maybe. I could see it, as I mentioned before. But, yeah, I still think he got a lot of talent in Naga here. Glister's insane. Um, and, yeah, I, I think 
Khan and Drijo were good, not great. And then Don, Vastola, pretty good tanks to have as well. And I think that's just the biggest thing here is there's nothing that impressive. And when other people have bolstered their rosters more and all you've added is Glister, I'm a little scared, you know? I'm a little scared you will regress this year. And I think I could see it happening for Paris. Um, so I got him at 15. Uh, all right, your 15, Joe, is? Is going to be uh, New York. This this rounds out, uh, like I said, this bottom five or six teams, I think I have sort of on their own tier. Um uh, yeah, they've got New York at 15, only one spot below whether where they finished uh, this past season. Uh, I, I do think uh, if if there was um, if there was a team so far that um, had uh, a little bit of flexibility in, in the positions um, that I might rank them, I think New York is probably is probably one of them. I, I was uh, I'll admit to being somewhat swayed by your uh, support argument that you brought up just a bit ago. Um, <laughs> They, they, yeah, that's uh, we definitely don't have a, a clear Lucio player on this roster, uh, which is evidently going to be important. Um, but that being said, uh, some of the the individuals that we see are are nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, the and Yamamoto, we we do like them. Uh, we do like Yaki. We um, uh, obviously the the rest of the roster is pretty green still. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think. Um, like I said, if I were to make a change to this, I'd probably maybe bump them down a couple spots, but um, uh, nothing nothing more significant than um, than what you did for sure. Yeah, and we gotta we gotta make sure, reiterate like this is full season; they can still pick up players, and they probably sure. will end, end sure. up picking up a player. Honestly, so anything could happen. Um, we just don't know. So we both have them. We're both low on them. Um, all right, your number. Okay, this is kind of a next tier for you, Joe. Uh, you're number yes. 14, which includes a team that had one of their more impressive off-seasons here. Who you got at 14? Yeah, 14. Uh, we're moving up to the Toronto Defiance uh, for me at 14. Um, and, and yeah, I, I do seem to recall uh, <laughs> speaking pretty highly of them when we did our, our team preview for them a couple weeks ago. Uh, and there are a lot of, of really nice uh, really nice pieces here. Um uh, you know, uh, including uh, notably the, I believe, only question mark uh, former Vancouver Titan uh, from that really good Vancouver Titans roster, uh, who's still in the league, uh, who of course is Twilight, um, uh, and and um, and yes, it's it's definitely again once we jump up here, it gets it gets harder again to to rank some of these uh, some of the, these mid table teams, uh, and I think. Um, as I'm trying to put myself back in my in my power ranking headspace, I think um, their their particular positioning here at 14 has more to do with uh, some of the other teams ahead of them than it does with them specifically. Um, uh, but yeah, for now for now that's where they're sitting. Uh, I, I think you're right though. This is definitely going to be an exciting team to watch. Yeah, definitely an interesting spot. I have them pretty low as well. I think a lot of people. Uh, throughout the offseason, might put them higher before Scrimbucks, I guess. Scrimbucks has told us a bit differently. But apparently Toronto's doing good recently in scrims, at least better than they were at the beginning. So we'll see what how, how it plays out. But, uh, yeah, I'll go to my 14, which is the Boston Uprising, which I am sad to put them here. I will be ranking the Boston Uprising again this year, I guess, which I couldn't last year and the year before because I was a part of the team and I was biased. Um... But I can finally rank the Boston Uprising again, and I have ranked them at 14, sadly. 
Um, but yeah, this is this is better than Plat Chat that ranked them at 17, and I was just like, wow, ugh, yeah. Um, that's that's my last mention of Plat Chat on this <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast. Those were the only two I like significantly disagreed with. I was like, mm. well, I guess Boston 14, 17, not that big of a difference. Um, and I think I just I love the uprising. I'm a huge fan. Obviously, I love everyone involved with this team still. Um, but I think it's just me like not wanting to get my expectations high as a fan, Joe. I think that's literally it. Like, I've just gotten myself, my expectations so high the past two years being a part of the organization. And it's failed me both times to the point where I'm just like, yeah, they're going to just do this. They're going to be 14th. They're not going to be great again. But in, in all in all honesty, there's like, there's some deep hype in my heart that's like, oh, look at all the sick pickups they made in the offseason, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, spoiler alert! I'm I'm giving into the hype a little bit. So, oh yeah, yeah I'm excited. <laughs> Maybe to, between the two of us, we'll be right. <laughs> I'm ex- I'm excited to to see what Joe talks about it. But um, yeah, I still like believe in this roster full heartedly, and I believe that they can perform way better than this 14th. I've given them. I'm going to be honest. There, I think their peak is pretty high, pretty dang high, because I think this this roster is better than what they put out last year. Um, they still got faith and Punk, who were the two best players on that team last year. Uh, but they added Crimzo on flex support uh, with Fate. Uh, MCD also skilled, but obviously he's, he's got some controversy around him. I think they improved their tank line, our main tank with Marvel over Stan 1. And then they added Striker, who is just going to make this team top tier automatically if there's a Tracer meta. So that's just straight up a fact i think at this point like if there's a tracer meta striker is just going to carry and this team will be really really good um i think this comes to to a lot of people i think it comes down to how good we think victoria can be because i think victoria is going to have a big role on this team as the hit scan player striker's good at hit scan not elite victoria if victoria could be that elite hit scan player and make it so striker doesn't have to focus on hit scan as much as the heroes he's most comfortable on I think that's when Boston is at their peak. Victoria, my eyes are on Victoria, which is a lot of pressure on this rookie. Um, but yeah, it, I think their support line is going to be absolutely solid. They've got enough flexibility, a tank that I'm pretty confident they will be good um, on that position. Not great, but good. And then it's just going to be up to Victoria, literally, and Valentine, who I don't think will have as big a role unless they can really use that Genji meta. Uh, Genji or Echo, Valentine's really good at both those heroes. So, yeah, I think I think this is overall an improvement over last year. I just don't want to get hurt again. <laughs> so I have him at fourteen. Yeah, um, you know that's that's fair. Yeah, uh, let's move on to thirteen, where we finally have our first consistent, uh, first same answer here. I guess uh, I'll go first with Florida Mayhem. Um, I think me and Joe both. Um, overall had, you know, some positive things to say about it. This is better. This is a better spot than last year. They finished, what, 16th last year? Yep. So 13 is better, which is good for a roster that, you know, it doesn't look insane on paper. They didn't pick up, like, they didn't have some insane pickup besides, honestly, XZ was their biggest pickup here. But apparently, this is mainly based off scrim bucks. I'm going to be honest. I would have, if people weren't talking about how good this team was doing in scrims, I probably would put this lower based off just the names alone, but apparently someone is just tearing people apart in scrims. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying like someone, I'm saying the person, <laughs> someone. <laughs> apparently he's doing really well. 
Um, so I, yeah, it, that's, I, I guess that's really good. Um, so I'm excited for someone. I think you still got good players here. So, and I trust the man as an organization overall, um, and Gunba, honestly, as, as head coach, I think that's a big move as well. So I got him at 13 doing better. And I wouldn't be surprised if they end up, uh, competing this year in NA as one of the best teams, to be honest, I, I could see that being their peak for sure. Uh, all right, Joe, same team at 13 for you. Why, why you got him here? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the ultimately, <laughs> ultimately similar perspective. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to watch, um, players like, uh, you know, we, we get, we get DPS checkmate. Finally, uh, we get, um, we get Axie back, uh, even, even Sermash, I'm excited to see, um, just with the, the hype that he got, um, in this offseason coming alongside uh players we know uh like uh like Kariv and Animo. um um and 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 personally just as a as a uh you know personal like vendetta or whatever I, I'm also glad to see Adam back in the league <laughs> but uh uh uh, but but yeah, all that to say, yeah, I think uh, yeah, jumping at three three spots, not at all, um, not at all a question for Florida, um, uh, and yeah, the 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 ceiling the ceiling for this um, for this roster is pretty high, uh, and it's, it's just a matter of, like we're talking about of of um, uh, how well they're able to fill it, and it sounds like um, relatively well at least for now. Yeah, definitely. All right, we have the same team at number 12 as well, Joe. You go first on the Washington Justice. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure enough, we do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Washington um, has been, you know, disappointing uh, last couple of seasons, it's probably fair to say. Uh, and so that's uh, been been frustrating to, to try to rank them. Uh, in fact, because, you know, we both have them uh, moving down a couple spots here, ultimately in, in, in North America uh, and in the league. Um, but that's um, despite uh, what hopefully should be a little bit, a uh, little bit tighter roster. Maybe is a, is a good adjective. Um, uh, obviously, still uh, really focusing in on um, uh, on decay as a as a hit scan focus um, that you know has been uh, hit or miss. Uh, no pun intended <laughs> in in history. Um, um, but at the same time, bringing in uh, Happy was a really good signing. Uh, I anticipate for this roster, um, um, Mag has has never quite uh, looked super tight, but uh, you know, compared to compared to some of his uh, you know initial preseason um, uh, predictions that that season he was signed in particular. Um, uh, but but it gets another it gets another chance to to try to rock. Um, you know, as far as that goes. Um, it's just, so there's definitely a lot of positives to this roster, um, uh, but yeah, sitting uh, sitting there, and then and we'll see uh, when when Vigilante uh, jumps into the fray too. But yeah, just just missing out uh, on that uh, top ten. Yeah, I agree. I think they're right there. And Vigilante is a huge part of this, to be honest, because I once they get him, I finally do think the support line is like kind of an upgrade. But it's not enough still, Joe. It's for like three years now, I feel like I've been like, okay, you have great DPS players. You have Decay. You still haven't upgraded your support line. It's still the weakest part of your team. And it still is. They still have not. 
they just keep running through all these awful support players, Joe, that have just been the failure and the reason why this Justice team kind of stinks every year. I'm not the biggest fan of Krillin opener. Vigilante, I think, is the best out of the three, and we'll see him soon uh, in July. So, yeah, I still think that is the downfall of this Justice team uh, is the support line. Once again, every year, it is the support line um, because I, I think Mag is a pretty solid tank. I, I think your tank line got a little bit worse, though. I think Kalios is good, but like, I don't think he's great. Um, so it's still all your money is still in the DPS players and that's not I don't know how much that's going to help then again Overwatch 2 is very DPS heavy so having Decay Assassin happy could easily just be like an automatic win I guess for the justice but yeah you gotta spread your money out you, you, you didn't need happy although you have happy you really didn't need him you have Decay Assassin uh, you spent a lot of money on happy you didn't need him. I think that's my biggest complaint. That's why I have him at 12. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot of talent there, so they could easily, easily be competing again this year, obviously. Um, all right, let's move to 11, in which I have a team that Joe already talked about in the Toronto Defiant um, at my 11. I This is where they finished last year, so I don't have much of a change despite a really good offseason. Um, yeah, I, I just don't... Huh, I I don't know what to say about this team. I guess I, I'm more impressed. While they have some big names here, I, I think some of them I'm not that high on. Muse was was good last year on certain heroes, not great on other ones. Hotba is your other tank. I think I think that tank line is just my biggest question mark. Can Muse be that hyped up player that he was going into last season? That's your biggest question because uh, you got amazing support players in Cho Rong and Twilight. That's your strongest part. Um, Hisu is another big question mark because he's going to have to be really good. Really, really good. Um, he carried on a lot of heroes last year, certain heroes. He's going to have to be good on every hero he plays. Um, so, And that's my biggest question mark. I don't know if he can reach that level again. Um, I, I think his best heroes is rookie year. I don't know if he'll get there again. So, yeah, I'll, I'll keep him at 11 for now. But, yeah, these you, you can't deny these these pickups were very good. Uh, and players, the players they got could easily perform very well. Um, all right, who do you got at your number eleven, Joe? Yeah, number eleven, moving across the uh, uh, across the side of the graphic uh, and across the ocean. I'm going to uh, <laughs> the Hangzhou Spark uh, make an appearance as the uh, uh, notably the way it worked out, the first uh, team from the Asia Pacific Division since uh, number seventeen. <laughs> So that's a, pre- wow. <laughs> it's a pretty uh, pretty big jump, um, and I guess well similar similar for you too, I guess. But uh, pretty big jump from Guangzhou to Hangzhou. But yeah, I think uh, that is borne out in uh, in some of the rosters we're looking at too. Um, not a lot of changes really. Um, well, I, I should say this, this, a handful of changes, uh, but a lot of the core players uh, still hanging in there, uh, particularly your your uh, tank line in Gushui and Bernar. Um, particularly uh, hanging on to Architect uh, in the DPS uh, in, in particular, I'm excited to see. Um, but they've got the flexibility of four uh, players for that role. Um, uh, uh, a lot of the question marks uh, of this roster being um, uh, kind of like you were talking about with um, whichever team you were talking about recently. <laughs> uh, Washington, yeah, with Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, the, in the terms of the support role, uh, the irony and super rich, we haven't seen a lot of um, 
and certainly not in the Overwatch League uh, for this team. Um, but again, I think I think of the story with Hangzhou here. Uh, <laughs> I've sort of been uh, back and forth on this team through seasons past, where I uh, under underrated them for a while, and then uh, uh, and then they they would do well, but I would keep not uh, you know recognizing it so much. So maybe I'm maybe I'm overcorrecting, but I don't. Uh, I, I would tend to think no. Um, I, I I definitely uh, would put them above, like I said, those those other teams in Asia, but. Um, um, they, they definitely have the potential to to really fulfill that. Nice, yeah, I agree. Which we'll find out soon. Uh, Joe, who's at your number ten spot? Yeah, jumping up then from eleven to ten, uh, we're going to the Houston Outlaws, uh, and maybe another tier. Uh, I'm trying to think, <laughs> you know, because sometimes that's valuable just to to think about, you know, in terms of perspective. Um, uh, I'm not, not entirely sure where I would draw the line, but uh, but but Houston is def- definitely right up there. Um, uh, we're looking at a, a smaller roster, obviously, um, but uh, you, you know, having having trimmed down, they definitely kept uh, a lot of what made them good, um, and and that includes Dante, that includes bringing in Pelican um, uh, from Atlanta. Uh, it really, really, uh, I, actually, a lot of these, a lot of these pieces. Uh, you know, brought in from other teams, but um, um, they're ultimately coming together to be, like I said, a pretty trim, but um, but decently flexible roster, I think, too. Um, surpassed by, you know, the next few, I think, uh, here on the list, but um, yeah, I think I probably would, honestly, draw draw another tier line right here at um, after Houston um, uh, that they could, uh, you know, make it up to this to this next row. Nice. Yeah, Houston. Interesting changes this offseason. Um, but they still make your top 10. Um, That's true. Yeah. Uh, and making my top 10 is the Hongjo Spark, who Joe mentioned at 11. Uh, who They have one of the biggest rosters this offseason alongside the Boston Uprising uh, with a lot of exciting young talent that they picked up in the offseason. A lot of good rookies that there's a lot of hype around um, over in the Asia Contenders section. Alpha, Pineapple, Irony, and Super Rich. Um, all looking exciting, alongside keeping a bunch of uh, the players that were so great on this team before, including Shy and Gushui specifically, I'm looking at. Um, so once again, we go into another year where Hongcho Spark has the talent of like a top five team, but everyone is extremely worried about how good the management can handle it and how good the coaches can handle it. And that's what it's going to come down to once again, because... Um, despite the talent the Hangzhou Spark have had, their entire Overwatch League um, franchise existing, I guess, uh, the only top five they were able to get was back in 2019. And ever since then, it's been kind of just downhill from there. Uh, I'm at number 10 because I am too talent wise, I still think this is a really good team and maybe even better than 10. But I'm still very scared that their coaches aren't going to mishandle it. And their organization's going to mishandle it for the third year in a row. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with Hangzhou. And all I have to say is I still think this is... Uh, they still got the talent to be really good, so they're at 10. Um, all right, let's move into the top 10, which at this point I'm realizing my top 10 power rankings, Joe, are actually really boring. Like, oh my god, I have so many people, <laughs> so many teams just not moving. Um, when I made these, they felt kind of risky, I guess, but they're not at all, apparently. Um, 
But okay, let's move on to my number nine, which is the Philadelphia Fusion, which is apparently where they finished last year anyways. Um, yeah, this offseason, I think Philly Fusion uh, wiped basically all their roster after a rough year of year for them because of COVID mainly and, and all that stuff, and they replaced it with an equally as good team, I think, um, with MN3 and Zest specifically, who I think are expected to carry this team and be the main focus here, and I agree. I think they will be that main focus and that uh, the, the best part of this team, no doubt. Uh, you got Fury. They're not fully depending on Fury because they added Belarosri or something like that uh, to this team from T1 as well. So, uh, look, I, I think that's great for them. Don't put everything on Fury. Um, so, yeah, I got Philly here. I still think I'm very impressed with these these rookie signings, to be honest. I'm, I'm happy Philly's going to be competing again. I love, I love it when Philly competes. So I'll put them at nine again uh, this year in the top ten. All right, who's at nine for you, Joe? Yeah, number nine. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Chengdu here. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, this is uh, a couple spots lower than I had them originally. Um, uh, and then some of these uh, new roster changes came through. Um, uh, because yeah, I think kind of kind of like with uh, Hangzhou, honestly, last last season for sure maybe a couple seasons uh, i've tended to to underrate them a little bit um but they are definitely a, a really solid uh a team in asia uh, i've got them i guess sitting at uh, fourth right now in that particular um region um but, but yeah definitely uh definitely some of these these change-ups hurt uh we may not have seen the end of them i, I mean we don't really have um any any uh input one way or another whether whether we have seen the end of them or not um but uh yeah just just in general um still still really solid looking team still uh right up there um in the context of in the context of asia obviously philly um is gonna be my my next team up uh they may you know may have gotten a little bit of of joe inflation as far as that goes um based on uh my history with the team but uh um but really, yeah, not much. I think I think Chengdu, uh, like I said, they're they're still still pretty solid, even though um, <laughs> even though it's a technically a six spot fall from uh, where their record ended them uh, uh, last season. Yeah, uh, definitely. And I've I still have them falling, but they're later in my list still. So um, yeah definitely some some tough drops there all right here's your here's your spot where you have uprising joe exciting i'm so excited to to you get to hype them up and i'm excited to hear it oh yeah all the way up to number eight for the boston uprising that's a seven point jump from uh what would that have been 14 maybe or 15 15 15 um, yeah <laughs> from yeah finishing last season which is significant uh yeah let me let me pull up the page so i can talk about here um talk about them here appropriately but uh but yes this is definitely a, a roster i'm excited about um we've been generally excited on this show um, about boston for a while now um uh, and and um uh, the last couple seasons that have seen consistent um uh, consistent growth and improvement for these guys um and i think uh, you, you know you, you sign uh striker maintain valentine uh i think you're you're your feedback, your perspective was absolutely right about Victoria. I think, <laughs> in terms of the the significant role he's going to have to fill, 
Um, but really, you know, finding uh, finding good pieces from all around the league um, to to upgrade at key roles uh, and to hang on what you know is working. Uh, so whether uh, specifically thinking about Crimson uh, and and you know the. Um, Crimson and Punk, sort of respectively, as as I'm talking about those, but um, um, but yeah, it really has has the potential to do well. I, I definitely got them in that um, in that solid tier, um, and honestly, shock, um, uh, which spoiler alert, I suppose is my is my next North American team. Um, they they're they're right up there with them, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling uh, definitely feeling positive. Positive enough to to warrant a seven spot jump, um, and I think I think Boston uh, Boston fans can can be glad that uh, uh, Robert Kraft is is spending some money. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft apparently doesn't operate this team anymore either. Um, oh really? <laughs> yeah, no, because I completely forgot that at some point too. He he um, still owns it, but he gave it to. Or he hired, I guess, um, another organization to run both this and the new COD team. Uh, okay. um, and as I mentioned before, I think the big the big budget changes um, mainly come from the fact that <laughs> me and a bunch of my coworkers quit and they don't have to pay us anymore. So I think that's a big, <laughs> big, big thing to mention. But yeah, I'm excited for Boston Uprising. And I really hope they do as well as you think they do, Joe. Um, and I think they sh- honestly, based off those roster pickups... I don't think that's a bad place to put them. I'm going to be honest. They, they got talent. Um, all right. My eight is Houston Outlaws, which Joe mentioned a couple spots ago. And I'm going to be honest, my main reason for this, I mean, obviously you pick up Rookie of the Year Pelican. Iris was great last year with Atlanta Rain. Um, you still got Dante. You still got Piggy, who was great, and I think up there for Rookie of the Year last year. My biggest reason why, though, uh, not only some Scrimbucks rumors that they're still doing really well, uh, but it's Junkbug, who was a fantastic head coach for them last year, and I think was the main reason why they were so good last year. Um, I think it's going to be him again. Like, I still think he's one of the best head coaches in this league who will, um, especially in a new game, help this team be ahead of everyone in the meta. I, I think it's they got they got talent there. But I think it's that head coach again. Like, I think Junkbuck is fantastic at head coach. And I can't, with him at the helm, I cannot put this team uh, below the top 10 at all. I have him at eight, which is where they finished last year. Um, and then my seven is the Soul Dynasty, who I think uh, made some significant upgrades uh, this offseason. Uh, but in my opinion, if they still had like someone like Jonak and didn't have to replace some real real quick or anything like that i think this team might have been a little bit higher um for sure uh now they're now they're stuck um stuck with creative in dame i guess uh, which is a little sad for them but it's not it's not the end of the world i still have them at seven that's insane um yeah their team's still good they still have profit and fits and they added stalker who's a great addition to this team added smurf at tank which is awesome that they got smurf i'm so excited he's still in the league I'm so excited he's here. They added Toby as head coach, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I still think this team, like they do every year, is going to be competing. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to finally burst into that top spot. I think they could, uh, but I still think they'll be a top team in Asia and a top team in this league. So I have them at seven. Um, you mentioned you kind of spoiled your seven, Joe. 
Um, it's the shock. Why you got the shock at seven? Yeah, um, yes, yeah, shock has definitely been a, one of the biggest questions um, for this sort of upper part of North America. I think for me, um, because we, um, we we commented when I must have been last week when we were talking about this team that um, uh, this, this team, there's only one. Um, one player is even the same uh, from the San Francisco Shock we've known for the last couple of seasons uh, to this one. Obviously, hung on to Violet in the support role, um, uh, but 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 a lot of the rest of what we're seeing is is um, some of this this new talent, these rookies. Um, um, uh, you know, obviously, Kaluj came on to some uh, uh, he came on to some controversy. You know, obviously, that's not necessarily you know any. Uh, uh, affecting his playing at all, but uh, it's worth worth mentioning just in terms of you know thinking about the analysis of the roster um, when they they lost super semi unexpectedly. You know it's been it's only been six weeks or something since since that uh, transaction happened. Um, yes, so I think uh, shock could be rated higher, uh, except that we haven't seen very much of him. You know, excuse me, we don't know what. Um, uh, how some of these pieces are going to fit together. Uh, obviously, you know we know uh, what this franchise is able to do, what these coaches are able to do with the players that they have, um, and I have no reason to believe um, that um, you know that, that this team is going to be bad by by any means. You know, I've got them, like I said, sitting at uh, number seven right now, but um, uh, just waiting on waiting on more data points. I think uh, more than anything with this roster. Uh, nice. Um, I, yeah, I think it's hard not to not to agree with you there, Joe. Um, all right, who you got at number six? Um, it's a biased pick, but who you got at number six, Joe? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> then, then we do go back to Asia. We're going back uh, to the Philly Fusion, um, and yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the things you talked about um, uh, with that team definitely still hold true. Um, it, it's it's definitely is interesting to think about um, a a Philly Fusion roster where. Uh, Carpe may not have to um, uh, may may not have to carry. Uh, that was one of the things I I, I I sort of did a a verbal double take when you were talking about. Oh yeah, M and three and Zest are, are gonna you know really be st- stepping up and showing out for this DPS line. Uh, and I'm like, oh wow, really? But but Carpe and, and I had to stop myself and I said, yeah, well, I mean, you, you know, th- this this could be. This this season five could be the season where Carpe doesn't have to you know take that role anymore. Uh, that that's not to say that he that's not to say that um, not to say not to say that he can't or that he won't. Um, but but just that um, it, it's been a while since we've had a, a Philly Fusion roster that um, uh, that, that didn't rely on, on Carpe so much. Um, uh, but but yeah, that's definitely going to be an interesting dynamic to watch. Um, and beyond that, just to see yeah, how some of these these new these new signings, the the fixes and the the Bellis Rays of the world, uh, are able to, uh, to to step in alongside them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting. I, I'm excited to watch this Philly Fusion team play. Uh, let's move on to my number six, which is the Shock. Joe just mentioned them, uh, and I will give it another disclaimer that I think this is fully based off of organization and head coach. Much like the Houston Outlaws with Junk Buck, just having Krusty is like such a huge advantage for this team and organization. 
at all times. So, yeah, I I think it's hard for me to put shock anywhere, but here at six, I couldn't do any lower, despite the fact that I'm not as confident in the roster as previous years. I'm just confident in Krusty. I'm confident that this that this uh, team can put together a really good roster of rookies. I don't know much about these rookies. I don't know how well they will perform. I don't know how just having Kaluj is going to do for this team. Um, and I don't know. Like It's crazy how high everyone is putting the shock, despite the fact that they have a lot of similar issues to some of these other teams, Joe, right? Like This team is very similar to NYXL in that they don't have a main support. They have Violet and Finn. Um, who are both flex supports. They have only one tank in Kaluge, but that is how good Krusty is. That is how good and how much we trust this organization, I guess, in comparison to NYXL and other other teams that haven't filled out the roster as much. So, yeah, I'll still put this team here at number six. Um, I, I still think they're going to be performing well. They got some very good rookie names here and a good organization. So, despite their downfalls, I still think they can perform well. Um, All right. Uh, Next, I have this is where I put my Chengdu Hunters. I, yeah, I didn't drop them as much as other people. I still am super high on this team. I think it would be easy to drop them. I think not having a Prita is going to hurt. But I don't think Jinmu is like as bad as everyone is saying. Jinmu sure is not like at the level as he was. He's not like. He's consistently at a good level when he's playing, like Farah, I guess, and stuff like that. I still think he's good, good enough to play with Leave, and you, you don't need anyone insane alongside Leave. Let's be honest, Leave can just be the, the DPS on his own, and he'll just do it all. Um, just keeping Leave is giving me enough confidence to just keep Chengdu near where they were last year at least. Because um, they still got a really good player, and Gaga Monk is insane. Like, I, I still think this team has enough talent to be top five. So I'm keeping him at number five. Let's head into your top five, Joe. Who you got at number five? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, moving again across the graphic. Uh, I've got actually the Soul Dynasty. Uh, make it up into my top five. Uh, Jumping a couple places from where they finished this past season. Um, and again, we've, we've, touched, we've touched on them briefly. Um, already in your rankings um but yeah this is just a team that um where i like uh the upgrades they made nearly at every ro- uh nearly at every role uh really in this uh in this offseason obviously losing jonak was was difficult um and and um uh, it definitely took a hit for him i think uh to where the support line may be maybe one of the rougher uh elements of this roster now but uh when you're bringing together Profit and fits once again, um, and uh, given Smurf, uh, you, you know, a, a second chance at a, uh, but now at a Korean, a Korean roster, I think um, there are lots, uh, lots of really promising things here, um, and where, uh, where Seoul found uh, some good consistent success uh, last season, I think they may uh, very well continue. Nice, yeah, I I agree. I think they could reach this five spot for sure. Um, all right. We get into our top four here, Joe, which consists of the four same four teams, although just a little bit different, I guess. So our top four is pretty, pretty, pretty damn similar. Um, so let's start with year number four. We both have the same four. Who is it, Joe? We're looking at the Atlanta Rain, number four. Um, obviously, um, second in in 
the tournament and stuff last year, but uh, still a one one spot improvement from from last season. And just like we talked about earlier in the show, I mean, uh, all those things still hold true. Lots of lots of good rookies, but lots of solid rookies, uh, and lots of rookies that um, uh, definitely have the resumes to back up uh, being added to a, a champion runner-up team. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, yeah, I got Atlanta Rain four as well, and I completely agree with you. I think I, I still don't know if they're going to be able to get over that hump of a, not being able to beat the Asia teams. They do have more opportunities to play the Asia teams, which is good. Um, midseason tournament will, will probably help a ton. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see if they can do it this year. I think this team will be as competitive as last year for sure. So. Yeah, I'm glad Atlanta Rain once again going to be competitive. All right, I'll move into my number three, which is the Los Angeles Gladiators, who had, you know, another amazing spending spree this offseason, like they do every offseason. Um, I still got them competing for that top spot in NA. I still got them competing for that top spot overall. Will this be the year they can, they finally do it? Will this be the year they finally get to a championship? Because that has been their issue. I think this could be. I, I think this is somehow their most talented roster yet, which is nuts because last year was insane. Um, they have somehow upgraded from last year. It's crazy. Uh, I, I'm excited to see Kevster again. I'm excited to see Shu again. Space is so excited for Overwatch 2, so I'm excited to see what he can do. But Reiner is also really good. We've, we finally get to see Patty Vaughn. We, we get to see Ons again. We get to see Funny Astro again. Like, it, this team just excites me. Man, like I'm so excited to see this team get to work, um, and I think they're really good and deserving of this three spot. Uh, who do you got at your three, Joe? Oh yeah, I, I love how uh, I love how our analysis at this point, once we get um, once we get this high in the rankings, <laughs> is just like re- reading off the roster list. That's all you have uh, to do. <laughs> <laughs> it really, I mean, it is, uh, and I think that's that's just as true um, here. Our two and three are swapped. Uh, but my number three is uh, going to be the Dallas Fuel, uh, and for really for similar reasons um, that this is a, a team that only improved itself. I think um, uh, in the off season uh, they've got the depth to back it up. Uh, sure, they lost uh, Pine, but I mean, uh, you know, there's there's not not a lot you can do with that. Uh, although Jexay would have been nice uh, to to hang on to for uh, uh, Lucio purposes, but. Uh, I mean, when you're when you're able to upgrade with Fielder, it's not. Uh, or actually, no, it's, that's not who I'm thinking of. Regardless, <laughs> Chio. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chio would be the one for that. Uh, regardless, though, <laughs> it's it's still a good roster. Uh, not uh, like I said, not not a lot has changed uh, in terms of uh, losses, but really not uh, not much had to either. Uh, this is this is going to be uh, remaining, uh, you know, fearless Han, but it's a shame we uh, won't be able to see them play together anymore. Uh, but they're still on this roster, uh, you know, just as a, as an example. Uh, the, yeah, the I'm, I'm definitely excited to to watch Dallas go. And so, you know, spoiler alert, um, uh, Gladiators at number two. Uh, I, I'm just as excited, but very slightly more so, um, for the sake of uh, North American rankings here. Um, uh, with Gladiators and particularly Padafon, I want to see uh, really, you know, how how he's able to fit into that. Uh, Soldier's kind of Valorant-like, right? I don't play Valorant, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> not really. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, close close enough. 
Uh, glad glad we both got to list the players of the Gladiators together, Joe. Because oh, they're yeah. it's fantastic. It's just such a dream roster. Imagine two years ago looking at this roster, you'd be like, "Oh my God, what a dream roster to have!" Um, what an insane roster they have put together. Uh, yeah, I'll go with my number two, which is Dallas Fuel. Joe mentioned we switched them, and yeah, I just think this uh, Dallas Fuel roster. The only reason I have them over the Gladiators is because they kept more people i guess so i'm more confident that at the beginning of the season the dallas fuel will come out really strong and really good whereas the gladiators it might take a little bit um to you know get that team cohesion in there i think the dallas fuel are just gonna be nuts again and hopefully they're good enough to last the entire season because they really fell off there in the second half unfortunately i mean not really fell off but um they fell off enough where they just weren't they didn't get to the finals they weren't in competing in tournaments as much so hopefully they're more consistent this season and i think they will be i have them at two for now i still think they are currently them and the gladiators are the teams to compete with the shanghai dragons the most and i still think if it was fuel versus dragons in that finals last year they would have taken a couple maps off the dragons unlike the rain fortunately the rain just could not figure out the apac meta at all so I think that's the that's a one-up for Dallas over the teams like the Rain. Uh, then I'll move on to my number one, which is obviously the Dragons at this point. And I don't have much to say about it because it's like, yeah, they won last year and they kept everybody. So I, I, like, I, I don't think I'm going to predict that any of these players get worse or fall off at this point. Like, it doesn't seem like they're going to. So, yeah, Dragons are probably still the team to beat and probably still the best team. That there's no doubt even though everyone around them has improved it's just you, you can't not rank them number one um anything to add to that show because your number one's the same yeah and and yeah nothing we haven't already talked about um you know when we did our, our team preview earlier this episode seems like a lifetime ago but um but yeah just just crazy stuff um uh yeah certain i i think um uh, I would throw around. I would throw around the word "certain" to to uh, uh, win Asia. I think it's fair to say, and obviously to be super competitive um, with with some of these top North American teams. Um, the you know who knows? We can come out and uh, uh, win the first title of Overwatch too. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Who knows? It, I will say both to wrap up our power rankings. Uh, overall, they're both pretty similar to how the standings finished last year. But we got to keep in mind, like. There's just no way that either of us are right, Joe. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no way that, that this year's standings will be similar to last year. There are going to be surprises. There are going to be some insane teams that are all of a sudden good. There are going to be some of these top teams that are just bad now. Like, It's just going to happen. So I'm excited to see what teams those are, I guess. Um, but yeah, those are our power rankings. Once again, graphics up on our Twitter if you want to go see it. And yeah, we did. We were over the two-hour mark, and we still have to make predictions. So we did it, Joe. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is our longest podcast yet. Um, but yeah, we are still doing the pick like we did last year, where uh, we will be picking every single game, but we will only do four on this podcast and talk about four of the games that we're excited about. Um, but we will be doing the official Overwatch League pick to just decide who wins hopefully we won't forget to pick as much as we did last year joe <laughs> but we will see um i think you won last year didn't you so uh, yeah yeah um and i was gonna say the uh when they come out with like the public leaderboards or like the 
leaderboards you can invite other people to. We'll post a link for that too. I don't think anybody joined our thing last season, but <laughs> that's okay. We'll still make yeah. one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess let's let's get into our first four picks here um, for this season. We'll start with Houston versus Dallas, which is I think one of the most hyped up, if not the most hyped up, game this weekend because it's going to be live in San Antonio, hosted by the Houston Outlaws. Sad that they're not doing it in Houston, I guess, but they're doing it in San Antonio. Um, yeah, this is going to be our first uh, Houston-Dallas matchup this season. Super exciting, going to be super fun, and it's in it's in person. Um, between two teams, we have pretty high in our rankings. Um, how are we going to do this, Joe? I guess maybe I get first or maybe you get first pick since you won last year sure why not yeah. <laughs> just yeah this is good enough as any um yeah that i'm i'm picking dallas here uh for this matchup uh, i suppose it may not be in uh home turf it sounds like if, if houston is technically hosting but uh uh you, you know it's all texas it's all blue um and and this is going to be a, a good uh good starting match to you know make a make a first impression obviously later uh Dallas plays Washington and uh, Houston plays Toronto to round out the week. Um, yeah, this is definitely definitely the highlight for for both those teams this week. Yeah. Okay. This one's this one's hard. Okay. My heart is like I want to do Houston just based off of what they did in the opening week last week, which was upset the San Francisco Shock. But it's so hard for me to do it again because this is a similar position. If they could beat the Dallas Fuel, Dallas Fuel, very good team. Um, you know, it'd be insane. But I, yeah, I'll go with the upset. It's so hard because I really don't think Dallas is going to be regress as much as the Shock did last year, I guess. And they didn't even regress that much. I still think Dallas is going to be one of the top teams. But I'll go with the upset. It's a Houston Outlaws hosted event. I think they're going to be hyped up by their fans. I think, um, I mean, there is a question mark on how many Dallas fans will show up because they're both Texas teams, I guess. But yeah, I'm excited for this to be live i think houston with the great head coach of junk buck comes out and they pull off this upset in a five mapper um i'll pick houston uh all right up next is washington versus toronto i like that joe picked this match because i think they're very similar teams we both have them like very similar spots in the power rankings basically they're both mid-table teams who I think they both have talented players and they both have a lot of question marks around those talented players and if they're good enough and if these teams can be good enough to compete this year. So Joe, between these two teams who um, consistently, I guess, disappoint us each year, who do you think can, who's going to, who's going to win their first matchup of the year? Um, yeah. So if we're looking at this matchup, uh, I've, I think this, oh, this actually technically doesn't, uh, align with my power rankings which is interesting uh, but I am uh, gonna go in for Toronto here in this match I believe um, to, to, to take the upper hand here uh, yes yeah, it's definitely gonna be a close I think uh, all three or all four of these matches we picked for this week are, are gonna be close um, and I may even have them all going to map five in my pickums as I'm scanning through here um, not quite all of them but most of them uh, but regardless um, uh, yeah, this is going to be an exciting one, but uh, I think Toronto's got it in the end. Um, all right, I'll go. I'll go Washington. I, I think I'll. I think this is a very close game again. We both have these so close in our power rankings. I think Washington was slightly worse in my power rankings. Joe thinks 
it's funny how we <laughs> we're doing the opposite of, uh, of how we rank these teams. But yeah, I'll, I'll go Washington for this first one mainly because Washington is more Toronto's more rookie heavy, not as experienced. This is going to be their first game. I'll go Washington, who is their starting lineup is going to be filled with people who have who have played uh, on the big stage before. So yeah, I'll go Washington to win this game, and it'll be super close. Uh, Boston Gladiators. This is a very fun one to pick, uh, especially because being with Boston last year, I can report that that was the team. The Gladiators is the team Laurie wanted to beat the most. Um, <laughs> the head coach, head coach of Boston. So it's funny that they once again get this team in the first week. They did last year, and they got uh, beat pretty handily by these Gladiators. They got beat handily by the Gladiators all of last year, every single time they played them. So this is a very interesting first matchup with this very hyped up Boston team. Uh, versus a very, very hyped-up Gladiators team. So, Joe, who do you think this match goes to between these two teams? Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, um, and it's going to be fun to see how it goes. Uh, but, but I think uh, uh, fun to see how it goes more in the sense of I, I want to see how Boston's able to hold up um, against just the onslaught that I assume will be the LA Gladiators. Um, not that it's going to be... Um, uh, you, you know, not that it's going to be a shutout, not that it's going to be three zero, but um, just that it'll be it'll be a fun match because it'll be very competitive. Um, but uh, uh, I, I think it's uh, not at all a shock to say uh, I think the Gladiators are are going to have what it takes to to pull it out in the end. Yeah, uh, I agree. This is the first time we're going to agree, Joe. I think it's Gladiators. I think. Um, yeah, I think the meta favors them in comparison to Boston based off what I've seen so far in Overwatch too. So, I, I, yeah, I'll go Gladiators to win this one. I, I don't think Boston's just going to be good enough yet. Maybe later in the year they'll be able to compete with the, with the Gladiators, but just not not quite yet. Uh, all right, and then last game we will be picking Vancouver, London, the Toilet Bowl. They get to play each other <laughs> in week one. Very exciting. Um, all right, these are two of the worst teams we have on our list. Bottom five for both of us, bottom three for me. Um, so, uh, Joe, who do you think is going to win this year's version of the Toilet Bowl? If it can even be called the Toilet Bowl. We'll see how they compete earlier in the week. Maybe Vancouver beats Boston and London beats San Francisco. Who knows? Yeah, yeah that's the question. I I, I I don't know if we're looking so toilety uh, this, this, uh, <laughs> this season. Um, uh, yeah, the advantage here, I think, uh, definitely does uh, come in from my power rankings a little bit. Um, that I'm, I'm leaning towards London here in this matchup. Um, uh, I, I, although, you know, a lot of the pieces are here uh, for both teams. Um, and in fact, I think this may be the the uh, more winnable match. Um, the, yeah, I think it, it's fair to say it's the more winnable match uh, of the week for both these teams. Uh, but I think London's um, got the edge here. Uh, maybe to send Vancouver home uh, 0-2 after this first week. Yeah. Uh, nice. I, I'm going to go... Huh. I think I'm going to go with London as well. I think London will surprise people. I think a lot of people have them below Vancouver. I think London will win this first first matchup, winnable matchup. I doubt they can beat the Shock, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have them beating Vancouver here as well. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. This is exciting. The schedule is different this year as well. I forgot that no one has a buy, so we get to see every NA team. I guess the entirety of APAC has a buy, but yeah, <laughs> we get to see all of NA in the first weekend, so that's great. Um, 
but yeah, go do your pickups like we're doing here. Um, and we're here, you know, Joe? We're here. We've done it. We got through this episode. It was two hours and like 20 minutes long. But we've previewed the entirety of the season five. We're probably going to be completely wrong, and it's going to be fun. That's that's the most <laughs> fun part, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am definitely looking forward to this. I was telling you before we started recording, um, I've got sort of the week off a little bit in between um, the, the end of my uh, previous year of school and the, the beginning of uh, what will be my last year of school, so that's exciting. But... Uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking the opportunity. I'll be watching lots of Overwatch uh, this weekend. That's for sure. Yeah, we get to see how these teams are going to do on Overwatch 2. It's brand new year. Brand new year. And it starts in two days here, May 5th, Thursday, at like noon Pacific as well. So, man, uh, going to be super exciting. Um, yeah, Thursday. Wow. Um, all right. Yeah. Thanks for sitting here with me for for two hours, Joe, talking about all these teams, talking about Overwatch Two. What a fun episode! Absolutely. Yeah. There's uh, um, no no other show I think deserved um, to have spent this much time on it. That's that is definitely appropriate. Yeah, for sure. All right. We'll sign off here then. Um, follow us on social media. Like we mentioned, at On The Flank Shows, our Twitter. My Twitter is at JWGeorgeIV and Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening and enjoy week one of season five of the Overwatch League. <laughs>